this week on Marvel. No axe judgment, but plenty of Spider-Man to fill the tiny holes in our hearts. Recaps of She-Hulk, preparation for Black Panther, and Quantumania trailer, giving us plenty to talk about. And Marvel Snap, what it do, though? This week on Marvel. Hello, everybody. Sorry for the delay, as some of you may have known. Uh, a few things have happened over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Vinny, who is not here today, has uh, become a father. Uh, his uh, beautiful wife gave birth to a beautiful baby, and he is now being a dad. Uh, not permanently. Well, well, yes, I mean, it is it is permanent. Like, like that's, <laughs> he will be a dad. Yeah, children are kind of a permanent. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 not going to not be here again but right now we figured it was only right to make sure that he took care of his and if uh anyone is interested the baby was born on the 19th the and 19th very happy of october and we're all happy for him and uh then roughly around the similar time uh josh actually had to fly to prevent becoming a dad, interestingly enough. Uh, as he finally got the 10th punch card, uh, the 10th punch card at Planned Parenthood, so he got his free smoothie. Uh, so yep. he had to take an entire weekend off from the smoothie and to make you know money moves to be able to afford all of the uh, preventative measures. Uh, but he's back, and of course, me, I've been still working a little bit on some projects that I can't go too much into detail on. The work on those is starting to slow down a little. So, uh, but I needed to make sure all the ducks were in a row. So we took a, a two week or so break. Uh, we are back. Uh, we will not be covering Axe Judgment anymore because it's over. Instead, we're going to, as I mentioned in the past, do a one uh, hour special episode of the podcast where we just kind of go over everything talk about where it leads into even from the beginning uh please feel free to pick up where you left off but there's just no reason that'll be released at some point between this and the next episode but there's plenty of other comics there's plenty of other movies and tv shows to talk about and there's even some games to talk about some not good ones but not bad ones either we have plenty to talk about what do you think josh you think we got a a good decent think, podcast ahead think, of us i think we got a decent podcast yeah i mean the the axe judgment we'll, we will wrap it up like you said um but it, it's wrapped up there's not much sense and there's also a lot of like really we'll get into it in the actual one we do that but a lot of filler towards the end on that so not worth dedicating a full time right now when we can do it Let in memoriam swear, what letter grade would you give axe judgment as a crossover event just a little bit. Um, wet the as the story, a, a B plus. I'd give it a B plus. I I I was thinking B, uh, B. Uh, I think it started really strong. I think it it got some very good high notes, and I think, I think yeah, I think ended, the high. I think the high notes were like in the A's, but like the low notes, like I said, with some of those filler issues, were like definitely C's and. Some of them were actually even F's. Um, and we'll, that, in the uh, the Axe Judgment Report, we will 
kind of differentiate between books you need to read, uh, books you can read, and books you should probably skip just for the sake of not getting inundated. It felt very much like uh, King, not Kingdom Come. Yes, but that's from DC. What's the Marvel? It felt like, honestly, like the first uh, Avengers versus X-Men. Like, it was a cool event where a lot of cool things happened, but like, not a whole lot came of it. I I don't Um, know. Avengers versus X-Men really changed a good portion of both X-Men and Avenger lore. Uh, this one, I I think, if anything, it changed the most about Eternal Lore, but I, I can't did. stress how nobody gives a shit. <laughs> nobody it cares. Um, it, yeah, like, that was the problem with, like, this event, um, was that one half of it was a, a team that either no one really knew enough about to care, or the people who did know enough just knew not to care. So yeah but, like the the overlap of people who like the eternals and uh people who are vocally discussing quality content is is roughly zero maybe it's 0.1 percent of, of all of the readers of comics i did come rad, to like not good i did come to like uh star fox as like the, as a character that i wasn't with familiar with in the past i did come to like him um but I, you know, like given his history, you could say he's more of an Avenger than an Eternal than anything else. Um, so, you want to go on technicalities. So we'll we'll go over that in great detail in the, in our judgment report, which again will be available soon. But outside of that, there was still a, a handful of decent comics. Now, obviously, we're not going to catch you up on every comic that released out, and if you guys know. We generally will go over uh, the more interesting ones. And over time, we'll kind of come up with a little bit of a better way to get that information to you. But we do have a lot of Spider-Man, as I mentioned in the intro. There is a lot. And it's all of it's okay. Uh, none of it's bad right now. They Yeah. They're, 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 and, and the Spider-Man adjacent, like Venom, Carnage. Uh, everything that ki- that has to do with Spider-Man has been very well written uh or interesting maybe sometimes a little too much intrigue uh but you know we have that we have a couple of new things coming out uh new series uh, again i'm not going to really head over the the rehashes like moon knight annual number one yeah it's got werewolf by knife and night in it and that's all you need to know uh Strange Academy Finals, number one. Uh, I feel like some of these comics are designed like, hey, maybe you'll pick it up. You know, like, like how much can we, how much shit can we throw at the wall and see what sticks? Strange Academy hasn't been that bad, if anything else, because it's led into like this new run of Midnight Suns that they're doing. Um, but it's been interesting. You know, it's like, what if there was the Charles Xavier school for gifted children, but for, you know, witchcraft and wizardry Hogwarts, but not Hogwarts. So I, I will uh, just gently bring up a, a comic that I didn't read, but I wanted to. And the reason I didn't read it uh, is because I didn't see it. Uh, I, I couldn't find it in the comic book store. Now granted I could find it online, uh, but that's not how I do everything. 
Uh, and this comic had some of the coolest alternate arts I've ever seen. It's called Tiger Division. Uh, I saw that. Yeah, it is a I, South like, Korean team. Uh, team. Uh, and it's very Gundam Wing. Like, is like, it? If you're, yeah, if you're familiar <laughs> with Gundam Wing, it it appears to be very Gundam Wing from everything I've seen. Does it um, have it? It doesn't have the new Iron Fist in it, right? No, it's because I saw Fox. that it has. I, I saw White that Fox has. And the reason why no. I saw that or asked that was because um, in Iron Fist, you know, seminal, all important. Uh, Axe judgment report. He was actually yeah, wasn't even Danny to go... Rand. Wasn't even. I was wasn't so bad. Dan, wasn't <laughs> Danny Rand, but he was also flying to go meet White Fox, and they said they had a very important, you know, mission or something to take care of when he got there. And then, uh, you know, a couple weeks later, I see Tiger Division, and I saw White Fox was in it. I was like, oh, is that connected to this new Iron Fist? And apparently not. So the, even there, more useless tie-ins that iron fist didn't need to be a part of agreed uh there was another one agreed because it was yeah. stupid there was another uh random comic that uh i didn't know until after i read it was a a, a an imprint it was a previous comic that they're just like we own it now we're just gonna redo it uh it was called cross gen tales uh it was awesome if uh, I, I don't want to talk about it, I really do. I know you know why, because I just kind of want everyone to just look into it. Cross Gen Tales number one. Uh, all of the characters are like, it. You know what it feels like when those pulp fiction novels. Yeah, like so. Like, I saw that, and is it like actual Marvel characters? Are they? No, no, they are a previous ver like series from a long time ago. I think like forty or okay. years ago. Um, they are like, there's, it's weird. You ever watch, uh, oh God, it's a WB show where there's like a werewolf family and a vampire family. The originals, I think it was called. It's like that. I think like there's yeah, a magician okay. and then like a time traveling and cable somehow like, and so then it's there's like, just a rich woman. It's like, like it's Doom amazing. Squad. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. It's kind of like Doom Patrol. Uh, or Doom, yeah, Doom Patrol. There we go. Yeah, Thank it's you. kind of it's just a bunch of randos, but the story was kind of cool and the animation. I don't know, man. It kind of kicked me into a little bit of OG DC comics. Uh, I dug it. I dug the story. Cross Gen Tales number one. Uh, you know, it, this is kind of what we're trying to do. We're trying to give you guys things to read. Uh, there was Cos the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind number one. Uh, I generally don't read anything that has rewind in it, so you guys are gonna have to report that to me. Uh, there was a couple other number ones to bring up, Deadpool number one, uh, but most of the stuff is you know just following whatever the current storylines were: Hulk ten, She Hulk seven, X Men Red eight. Oh uh, man, Hulk ten uh, is everything that was great about the Banner of War has just kind of to use the you know, terms sailed the Starship Hulk off into the they jumped not... the shark. They piloted <laughs> yeah. Starship Hulk over the shark, Hulk. over the uh, shark, and into the moon. And it's uh, if you if you're a fan of the Hulk, like, and you were like, man, Starship Hulk was great. 
like just just leave it at the end of banner of war um this is not uh hulk planet this is planet hulk and it's no other way around or yeah it's it's uh hulk planet it is yeah this is like i don't know this is like uh we don't need chicken nuggets we have chicken nuggets at home like (laughs) and the chicken nuggets at home Except replace the phrase chicken nuggets with like planet of the symbiotes or like edge of venom verse, edge of spider verse, and then replace interesting parts with the Hulk. <laughs> it is, okay. It's, go ahead. Uh, wherever so not, you want to start with this, go for it. Because we have plenty to talk I, about. The, the only thing I just want to talk about, like just to give you an idea of how stupid this has become. So remember in Banner of War, they, yes. Tony drops the gamma bomb on hulk right from the celestial like he's like what if we just overload him with gamma like he can't even survive that right um wrong and then and then hulk goes oh wait no i can just turn into a gamma bomb so the way that they do that is hulk by turning into a gamma bomb opened a hole in space time transported that gamma bomb to this primordial planet full of like proto hulks that I'm not quite sure how got there in the first place. Um, And then that like somehow um, I think it was, I think like in some previous time when they tried to kill the Hulk, they sent like him into space and somehow that created these proto hulks that are an entire species and they all look like weird mega hulks um and then this they formed a society um and like they formed a livable planet by punching it so much that it alters the like orbit of the planet because that's what a hulk would do um and it makes it livable into and then the all of a sudden zone? they punched the planet into the goldilocks zone <laughs> yes it's amazing yes <laughs> and they like punched the planet enough that they sent ash into the atmosphere so that it created a cloud dust and then terraforms like dumb and then hulk (laughs) rips a hole in space time and gives them a gamma bomb that then launches their society like millennia into the future somehow and then hulk shows up and they're like Oh, and the reason why they revere Hulk as a god is because when he ripped the said hole in space-time, the only image they saw before the Gamma Bomb came into their planet was just the Hulk screaming. And then the hole in space-time closes, Gamma Bomb goes off, launches their society into the future, because that's what bombs do. They don't destroy things, they just launch things into the future. Um, and yeah. so they're like, oh my god, it's, it's the god. And then when he shows up, they're like, oh, my God, it's the giant screaming guy who gave us the gamma bomb. And that is that is Hulk Ted. That's the best recap of anything I've ever seen. See, the problem is the way you told that story, I want to read it. But then every now and then you were just like, dumb. (laughs) Reminder, do not read this. Yeah. Uh, So. All right. I'll I'll see your uh, follow up on the Hulk and I'll raise you another quick. Wait, let's go going on story i read deadly neighborhood spider-man uh if you also read deadly neighborhood spider-man you are as confused as i am because it starts with uh what appears to be 
Carnage, but it isn't Carnage. Uh, and then it appears to be a, like a nightmare that Spider-Man is having, but it's not. And for some reason, Spider-Man is on the West Coast uh, working for another lab uh, uh, with a another random brilliant girl from like uh actually her last name is crystal katawani uh, mm-hmm. or katani uh so i'm going to assume something about her ethnicity uh and i'm not going to know what that something is uh so it's kind of like literally the same thing that's happening in in uh in oscorp you know was working but they didn't want to use her so they just gave her somebody else uh sure he finds a magic rock he plays chess with a hobo uh he goes insane and he starts seeing like monsters and demons everywhere uh he fights a bear or he thinks an it's actual a bear, bear. Yeah. yeah he fight then it, it then a, a crow with a handgun tries to shoot him the that's just LA thing, though. Yeah, that's fair. Uh the one thing that's kind of unique is do you remember the spiral? The red spiral from uh uh the Carnage storyline? No. It was an absolute I'm not. Carnage where Carnage took over and became the new temporary null and he, he had oh, this red yeah. spiral. That red yeah. spiral is everywhere in this. There's and then like sometimes it's a red spiral, sometimes it's like a hypnot hypnotic pinwheel but he's 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 in la then he's back in new york for like an like a part of a thing then he's back in pasadena in like like it's hard to find and then this like like immortal hulk there's like body horror like the thing where these two security guards start forming this very weird monster uh that like peter's like all right i'm clearly hallucinating but just in case, I'm gonna leave. Uh, then he fights a giant slug and a and a frog, and the frog, I, I don't know, calls him a racial slur or something. I I don't know. Then he fights other demon monsters, looks for Crystal, the 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 female character. They turn on whatever silly device that they were trying to use. Uh, a spiral shows up. And then the bear he fought now with with like demon claw shows up to fight him. And it specifically says next on Deadly Neighborhood Spider-Man 2, it's just a maze with a demon bear at the end of it. I don't know what this comic's about. I've read it twice because I was like, I had to have missed something. No, this is a fever dream of a comic. And I, I... I'm going to keep reading it, but right now I'm please advising everybody, don't buy this. Don't buy it. I, I mean it's not it's a number one, so like buy it in case, but like this is crazy. Oh, see, I I read this. I was gonna say buy it, but for a few different reasons. Okay. I was gonna say buy it one because it looks gorgeous. Like I, it's got a really I think cool art style. Yeah, everything I described does. is very is and is drawn very well. It's also just drawn insane. very well, and like it's one of those things where like this is like such a weird little story that like this could be like something that like people talk about 
you know. And like, I want to point out, Spider Man on the West Coast lives in a very nice house. Like, this is not. He's got a butler. I'm not. I'm not even sure this is Peter Parker. Did, has anyone called him yes, Peter in this? He is Peter okay. Parker. Um, but like, either way, like this. This is such a, like a weird. I think the whole point of like why we don't know what's going on is kind of part of it. Um, I, I think this, this is not 616. Yeah. Um, at first when I saw this, like, cause this came out around the time of like Halloween, I thought, Oh, mm-hmm. okay. That's cute. They're cause they did the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man like a week before this, which was that like kind of one-off run that they're doing. And then a the week later they turn around and go right before Halloween, deadly neighborhood Spider-Man. I was like, Oh, that's cute. I was like, oh, look, he looks like a kind of scary Spider-Man. And then I like kind of passed it off for a little bit and I came back to it and I was like, oh, no, this is not just like a cute Halloween special. This is like... You're telling a weird story here. Yeah. So I I would say buy this, one, because I think it looks really well. And two, like, I feel like this is going to maybe be like... But I don't know, like... I'm getting real Carnage vibes from this. You know what I mean? I am. Every, yeah. every aspect of this is screaming Carnage at me. Uh, and I don't know why. So, And Carnage also does operate pretty heavily on the West Coast yep. now. Uh, remember when he turned all the homeless people into uh, uh, the, San, what was it, the San Francisco homeless people? He turned them all into yeah. mindless drones. It was ridiculous. Uh, that was the absolute Carnage run, I think um started the cult yeah like i'm getting real carnage vibes from this i don't like peter on the west coast i feel like life is too nice for him there exactly the, that's what i'm saying is like and bustle I this in is general. something it, there's like something weird that's happening and i think the reason why like it's we're intentionally supposed to feel uncomfortable and un like uncomfortable with like not knowing what's going on and I think like that's kind of the point of like um, almost like memento, right? Where you're thrust into the middle of the story, and then like both you and the you as like the viewer and the main character then spend the rest of the story piecing it together. I think that's what this is going to be. This is going to be the memento of Spider-Man stories. Um, I mean, so. All right, what do you got next then? Now in real comics, in comics that aren't in real comics, dreams, I mean, yeah. I mean, we just like continue on the Spider-Man. Uh, Go for it. Uh, uh, story. So we, since where we left off, uh, we have you know two issues. We got Spider-Man uh, eleven and twelve, and so, uh, really, like we had that quick break for. Uh, the Spider-Man for the Axe Judgment Report, where we got the really awesome Gwen Stacy story. And then after that, we're kind of now picking up with like a new arc. And we're going to call this the Hobgoblin arc for because that's what it is. Um, Spider-Man it gets a meeting from Ned Leeds, uh, who is, uh, if anyone seen the most recent Spider-Man, you know, his friend, and this one, he was previously a hobgoblin. And he comes to him and says, hey, I know you're working with Norman Osborn. And I think that he's up to some shady stuff. And, you know, 
being the fact that it is the track record for Norman Osborn, uh, he goes, yeah, he might be, but I have to trust him. And then all of a sudden we find out that the previous Hobgoblin who was in jail, who is now an old man, has been released. Um, and he's coming after Norman Osborn for all of the property and companies that Norman, being a sleaze bag, picked up during uh, the previous Hobgoblin's incarceration. And he goes, all right, well, instead of fighting him on this, I'm just going to give it back. And he goes to some shape. And, you know, when you're going to give a company back, why are you going to do it at a shady time in the middle of the night um, on some dock? To do it. That's the exact time to like hand over legal documents. Anyways, that's what Norman between two former criminals. Yeah, between two former criminals, one of them who is supposedly like trying to reform himself, he is like, "Hey, uh, I'm just gonna do some shady back alley drug, you know, not drug deals, and but basically lie to Peter about it. Lie to Peter about it. Who I just said, trust me. Um, so that's what happens. And while they're at that meeting. Look who shows up. It's the Hobgoblin. And so they're like, okay, Norman, he gets blown up because that's what happens when you lie and you don't tell your friend with superpowers who can be there to protect you. Um, that, you know, the meeting's at another time. And the guess what? The friend with superpowers who could be there to protect you wasn't there to protect you. And you get blown up and you get sent to the hospital. So that's, uh, oh, wait. And you know, just to really let you know that this is a great issue, uh, we get more between Black Cat and Spider-Man. It's just oh. a little bit of a... We get a lot. It's not just more. It's a lot. Well, Peter so, straight up... I'm going to jump in now. Peter yeah. straight up goes like, yo, what if, hypothetically, we boned down? Now, he didn't say those words exactly, but, you know, dinner, subtext is you important. Know. Yeah, he straight up asked Felicia on a date, and I was like, if Felicia says yes, this is the biggest punch-up in history. And it is. Yeah. Um, Well, no, so, like, you know, really we hadn't seen anything between this since they had, uh, you know, in the now classic ASM 900, um, which they could have, well, what do you mean? It's the classic. Um, they had that kiss at the end and like the writers could have been like, whatever, that was a stupid special issue, like, and gone nowhere with it. And now we see that like, this is actually going to be a thing. So that's great for Peter because I know Peter's not allowed to have nice things, but I feel like Peter should have Felicia Hardy. Um, so, um, but Felicia yeah, that's, Hardy that's what, is the nicest anything that Peter, Peter can have doesn't deserve. He <laughs> doesn't. But I feel like I like of all of Peter's fling or not flings, but like of the spider girls, um, you know, she was the best. And I think they are the best together, which is funny, be, you know, just because she is the criminal and he is the superhero. But I, I don't know. I like them. I like them even more than it's, uh, it's, it's Peter a little, and uh, Gwen. Uh, okay, so I agree with you. But I like Peter and Felicia Hardy a thousand times more 
then I like Batman and Catwoman. And I, you know how we always say we don't gatekeep? Because generally no, speaking, yeah. there's no reason to. Like, everybody can enjoy things the way they want. Yeah. Fuck you if you like Batman and Catwoman. <laughs> like, fuck you. You are He's like. He's not saying don't enjoy it, but if you do, fuck you. Yeah, like, yeah. No, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Just you. the way you enjoy drinking coffee grounds. Like, ugh. <laughs> The worst pairing in the in the Harley Quinn show. Every time I'm like, no, I hold on. That is the best representation of the Batman and Catwoman. Not talking about in the comics where they got married and um, now I think Catwoman is actually like pregnant with Batman's child. No, in the um, no, yeah, I know it's Batman's second child, but it's their first child together, right? Who? Batman and Catwoman's child for is their first child together. I know Batman's son is Damien, and now he's having another child. But has Catwoman and Batman had another kid together? Uh, I assume that since Batman and Catwoman aren't together and shouldn't be together, the answer to that is no. I think there was yeah. some alternate storylines where that happened. Anyway, okay, but uh. <laughs> Point is, is like, yeah, the the Catwoman that literally treats Batman like a, a mouse that she just bats around and he's just sitting there being sad Batman. Yeah, that's fine. That's great. Yeah, because um, like, if you're going to destroy one character, destroy them all for the sake of funny. You know, yeah, like, and they're, that's what they do. So. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. All I but know is he, that like Peter and Felicia have been like, in my head, reading comics for especially Spider-Man comics for as long as I have, I've always been like, Peter was really punching up with MJ, but MJ was kind uh, of the most one-dimensional version of a character. She is. And we even see that in ASM. Like it's you know MJ's like, entire thing is she went that from she's hot and a model. So Peter getting a model, like that was kind of cool, but like and, and don't get me wrong, there are arcs in which MJ is not a damsel in distress to be fridged. They actually didn't overuse the trope of like, what if we have MJ get kidnapped? You know, like that wasn't really a a thing. Yeah. So like it she was a fine for what the purpose of the story was character, but it never felt like a marriage. And even though everyone was like, I can't believe they broke them up. I was like, no, that's actually fine because I don't like my heroes in relationships. I like the chase, uh, but I don't like the, the, the catch in that story because it, when it happens, there are times when it's really cool. Uh, and then most of the other time, it's like, this character was specifically created for this hero to be their love interest. And I'm like, that, like, yeah. But, like, that character doesn't feel like an like a organic character. Like He's Lois like, Lane. Lois Lane. I, I like Lois Lane. I know he'd go to DC, because DC does that interpersonal stuff really well. Like I always liked Lois Lane and and, and um, Superman because uh, 
Lois Lane did not act the way any sane human being would act if if they were uh dating Superman. Like she was a crazy person. And and because she was that unique, everything made a little bit more sense. Why he liked her so much, like what was going on, why why they they had a connection that was more than just like I'm going to help like she was yeah. unique enough that it makes sense whereas like Catwoman and Batman never felt that way Talia did uh that's who I ship anyway and in in Spider-Man and in most of Marvel they really don't they never did a good job with that like even in the movies uh, when they were like Black Widow and Hulk are together we I was like no, okay no not. we're no we're not. no yeah, but like not. I did um spider-man and gwen stacy like but obviously kids you know like yeah like as kids i don't think that would have been a relationship even if she you know not because she died but i think like as they got older i think you know gwen was like way more of a like fleshed out character than mj was in terms of like she was attractive and smart and i think like how smart she was uh, would have led to them breaking up, you know, like they never would have gotten married, Gwen but. was always attractive and always smart. Like yeah. that was Gwen's thing. MJ became a well-rounded character over time, kind of to the detriment of most stories. And then on the other side of it, we had like the ASM video game or the, not the ASM, the actual Spider-Man PS4 video game, which MJ became this brand new character that was functionally useless um oh my god she was like there were times where i was like i really like this character and then there were times where i was like oh my god she's the worst don't you want to play as mj the ex-girlfriend of <laughs> spider-man no sir where you she, can do she, what could she do she can like sneak. crouch she yeah. can sneak she can sneak and she Man. can throw um she can throw rocks to distract guards. Yeah, I don't and then know at what the very story. end Good. at the very end of it, she will at like the last mission you play as her, she gets a taser. <laughs> like that's it. Yeah. Also, like, she can let me be break. clear. She's not Lois Lane. And 90% of the time that Lois Lane is Lois Lane, she still gets in a shit ton of trouble. MJ is not a hero of any story, including hers. I will not stand for it. If that was Gwen, I'd be like, do whatever you want, princess. You're the queen. You deserve whatever you get. You're the best. Like, you take whatever you need. If it was Felicia, I I would it triple down, which we did see in the in the uh, thing when she had her own arc. Yeah. Uh, I trip. I would triple down on that. MJ, like there was a there was one mission where MJ was literally about to die. Peter shows up to save her, and then she gets mad at Peter and is like, "Don't talk to me again." Yeah, that's who the character for of saving, MJ is. Garbage. Now for saving now. her life. <laughs> so yep, I, I'm saying like Peter, just let her die. Uh, and then of course in the comics, I'm also kind of feeling that way about MJ. But again, she, yeah. I don't know why yet. I just feel a ways about it, so I'm not gonna speculate on that but in in that run i like that they're together uh i like that they're trying something felicia and peter um because i think it's honestly the healthiest thing for both of them i think it is i like 
next we week on Marvel Relationship Therapy. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, like, even, like, I think Felicia, if there's going to be anyone that brings, like, Peter out of whatever funk he's in, um, for whatever reasons that we have yet to find out for, it's going to be Felicia. Like, MJ wouldn't do that because even if she was talking to Peter, she's always had this kind of like history of just like giving in to Peter's like sad, sappy sucker. And MJ's like, hey, don't do that. That's not attractive. I'm not attracted to you when you do that. Yeah. And he goes, oh, okay. And then proceeds not to do that. So, yeah. Um, oh, also, Norman is building like another suit that makes him look like he's some paladin from like World of Warcraft. That's the golden um, goblin suit. Yeah. So we'll see what comes of that. Like he's kind of hinted that he might like take up the mantle of a goblin again, but like as a hero this time. So we'll see what comes of that. Um, Ned Leeds uh, is now, there are now two hobgoblins. So Oh, we're doing we're doing eleven and twelve. Yeah, I was just kind of roping. Uh, well, because I mean, we 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 were just talking about eleven, but I guess now going into twelve, um, yeah, like that's that's all there is for uh twelve is like there's a pretty cool fight between Spider Man trying out his new toys against Hobgoblin, um. Peter like it's revealed that the original Hobgoblin is there, and then they're like. But wait, there is another one. And then Ned shows up and you're like, oh, my God, there's two. So that's kind of where we're at right now in terms of Spider-Man with two Hobgoblins. So, like, we'll probably get a team up with, you know, Golden Goblin and Spider-Man versus the two Hobgoblins. Well, yeah, we'll they've been setting up Norman's uh, redemption. But it's weird because he's definitely like, yeah, I'm trying not to fight because any degree of violence might trigger the green goblinism. Yeah, uh, which I so that it, was a weird line that I he did might notice. just be making uh, because Peter knows that he's monitoring him with yeah. the suit. Like he knows it. Pete said, like, Pete, I'm I'm recording everything. I'm I'm gathering data to try to improve stuff. I think he's trying to build a robot that will be the golden goblin. I don't think he's trying to wear it as a suit. I think he's trying to build it as a robot, but, like, program it with Peter's... Like, like heroism? Yeah, yeah, whatever that shit is. Uh, whatever you can buy. I, I really dig Norman. Like, the way they're writing Norman now, I really he's dig been, him. He's been this, like, weird, interesting character, because you... Like every time where you're like, oh my god, that's it, he's lying. You go, oh wait, no, he was just kind of not lying, but like, like he's no longer a super villain, but he's still a piece of shit businessman. Exactly. Like, that's, that's what I'm like. Cool. Like he's still like, I'm like, gonna take over this company. He's like, his Norman, sins were we can't absolved. do that. He's like, shut up. But guess his I sins were absolved. That doesn't make him a good or um a nice person he's fundamentally a good person like he's now trying to help people but like he's not nice like you don't need to be nice to help people um yeah nice and good don't mean the same thing by the way ominous unrelated to anything we were just talking about i'm staring directly 
at the air conditioner remote. You found it? Great. It was in front Perfect. of me the whole time. Uh, for anyone who doesn't uh. know what that's about, good. It was very stupid. Uh, anyway, I just thought you needed to know that. But yeah, so that's where we're at. Uh, two hog goblins. You know, Peter's in trouble. And uh, we'll see see where it goes. That's pretty much it for the Spider-Man stuff, too. And I, I dig it, man. I really do. I, I dig what they're doing with it. Uh... I do. I think this like, a really great story with, like, great characters. I am still a little frustrated that, like, the... I, I think whatever's happening or whatever happened with, like, the Pennsylvania thing, I think they've just kind of pushed to presumably the dark web event that happened is coming up. So I... Yeah. Like, I... Which which is fine. If I know it's coming at a later time, I stop going into each issue hoping to get more out of it. I think they've done a good job of like continuing to bring it up in like tiny ways that make it like we're not abandoning it, but like that's not the story that's happening right now. So like stop asking us, um, kind of thing. Like what was it? A couple or with the with the the axe judgment issue where he's like i'm standing on this roof hoping that one day ben riley will be here you know and i that way i know he's okay like they keep feeding us those little bits and i'm fine with that because you know it seems like it's coming in the future and that they haven't given up on it so i think the story they're telling though is is pretty good you know i you know, with the exception of a couple of pieces of this comic, especially at the beginning, I've really kind of come around on 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 all of the Spider-Man titles that are going out right now. Uh, you know, last two weeks or whatever, how many weeks ago we did the last podcast, there was just Spider-Man. Uh, next week, I think we have Spider-Man two. We'll talk about that more when we cover what issues we'll be doing next week. But they're, yeah. they're they're doing a lot of Spider-Man, almost as much as X-Men, but nowhere near as much as X-Men, and they're they're knocking it out of the park, kind of. Um, the edge of the Spider Verse or end of the not edge of the end of the Spider Verse stuff is a little loose, but I mean, like it's loose because like there's just one issue right now, so we'll see yeah. where that goes. I think issue two comes out next week, but like it, that one, I don't know. That I mean, sp- the vi- Spider Verse stuff is always like hit or miss because like there are some really cool multiverse spider-man and then there's a lot of not cool multiverse spider-man and it's like who do they include and how do they tell the story so all right that we we can get off of spider-man now or spider-man proper now and i'm gonna take a moment to discuss damage control issue three because i think i've come up with the way to sell damage control issue three to people um okay imagine if you will right create like college sophomore creative writing students and the writing prompt is uh people dealing with the fallout of ridiculous superhero stuff but the crazier you make it, the better. And, and you are required to use X heroes in your story. 
So if you think of it that way, uh, basically this one is just Thor fighting a giant monster. Um, and then you run into like some random other characters. Turns out the reason there's a giant monster is a bunch of dock workers found some garbage. And the garbage was like capable of converting them into these like humans into these monsters from this from Adelan. So it's like weird terragenesis, but the downside of terragenesis, uh so somebody was like, I'm gonna become a superhero, see if I can if I'm a person. And he becomes a hamster. He's he's just a hamster now. A very big hamster. Uh that's damage control. It's very stupid. It's incredibly stupid. But if you take it as a creative writing assignment, that's like, yeah, it was kind of fun. Uh, it's enjoyable. The art's okay. None of the story really matters. You know kind of what it feels like? Do you watch The Boys? Yes. Do you know how, like, they, they can give temporary V to people and they become a superhero? Yes. Uh, but they're still, like, the American government doing their part, who are completely irrelevant. Like, yeah. the most unbelievable thing... Whenever we have these, like, weird stories, the most unbelievable part of it is that, to me anyway, is that, the like, the status quo remains when these types of people show up. Like, Vought... Uh, would never exist as a company because the machinations of of like a shadow council is so much worse than raw superpowers. <laughs> if you have superpowers, you can form a shadow council of other people with superpowers. If, like, but the entire concept of, of that from the boys, I'm like, that could never happen. And the only reason it's 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 funny is because it could never happen. It's so it's more ridiculous to imagine a company that can create superheroes becoming a marketing company, like than it is yeah, that they just you... go like, hey, we're in charge of everything now. Like why? Well, we have superheroes. Well, they'll fight back. No, they won't. We'll just keep making martyrs. Yeah. Yeah. You don't make a martyr. You make everyone a martyr. And then there's like, oh, never mind. So, again, I still I love the boys. It's very entertaining. But that's one of the things I love the most about it. That's what damage control is. It's just like, hey, man, why are these people, uh, why are people voting? Why are there cops well, someone needs to. No, they don't. Superheroes. Even if even if you want to have a police force, like how are there not exclusively superpowered individuals on every police force? I mean, so like that's kind of like one thing. What uh, Thunderbolts, the new run of Thunderbolts. That's yeah. what they're doing. I think really well is like they're showing that line of like this is how it would work like in the real world of like if there were superheroes like. 
yeah, the superheroes aren't going to show up to stop a robbery, but there are going to be a government for run thing. And uh, when, you know, giant uh, talking monkeys from Russia show up in Central Park, then they go deal with that. Anything else, the cops. But like, you know, so. You know, it's a really big deterrent. Sorry, deterrent. Russian monkeys in Central Russian Park. Russian talking monkeys in Central Park. Yeah. Like, the reason why Metropolis is generally safe and, like, Central City isn't is the fear of God. God being Superman. Actual, yeah. Yeah. Is so strong. You know the Flash might be able to stop you. Right? But there's a chance he'll be too busy. Or he'll be fighting a supervillain. But I mean, that's the thing about the Flash is like, uh, he runs fast. It's like, yeah. Fast. Faster than light. Um, Like, actual Flash. Not like you know, like uh, Justice League kind of whimsical, comical, like he runs fast-ish, like actual Flash. Uh, yeah, no, like I wouldn't, I would rather commit crimes in Metropolis than in Central, in Star City, you know, or uh, in Central City. Like the Flash will like just drop you off in the time of the dinosaurs and then leave you there. No. Superman's not going to punch you to death. No, that's the thing. Right? You know that neither of them... Because they're both heroes, right? You know the Flash is not going to hurt you. But you know he's not going to. Because he has track record. You've seen Superman level a building. He's one... Ma- like, He's one bad day. There's no yeah. crime. There's so much but crime that's in the desert. No, there's no crime <laughs> in Metropolis. So, why is there so much crime, <laughs> crime in the, in the, the desert. desert? I love that line. There's no crime in Metropolis. Metropolis feeds all of its potential crime into the load-bearing bricks of Gotham. <laughs> so Batman's like, oh, God They damn export it. crime. Yeah, they yeah. export their crime to God. Um which makes sense because I, I, something I found out recently was that uh, Gotham was supposed to be in Jersey uh, this it whole time, and Metropolis is in Delaware. I thought, just based off like architecture alone, that um, Metropolis was like based off of Chicago, or not not Metropolis. Uh, Gotham was based off of Chicago, um, and then New York, uh, Metropolis was obviously New York. Uh, Gotham no. is Gotham's architecture is based off Chicago. But yeah, Gotham is actually in Trenton, New Jersey. It is that which that's, makes sense. Yep. As someone who lives <laughs> um, in New Jersey, you were correct. But yeah. the reason why is because, and this is true, not well, but uh I believe yeah, they are both uh peninsula cities. Gotham and um Well Chicago is on you know, yeah. a lake. So I'm like, saying they're both peninsula yeah. cities and they you can see one from the other. You can't see one from the other like 
very well unless you are very high up like superman or batman could be but you like from the ports it's it's a little bit like being at the tip of of new york and then looking down you could still kind of see where the land is they you can no, the games were a little bit exaggerated, and usually in the comics they exaggerate. They're not oh, that yeah. close to each other. And the movies, too. Like, ugh, Metropolis is right next to Gotham. The, yes, in the grand scheme of things, the, they are one New Jersey apart or so. But uh, not, not or half New Jersey apart. But not by any meaningful amount. Um, but yeah, that, that's how close they are. Because they but, made up cities. Uh, they yeah. wanted... They wanted in DC, and I, I know this for a fact, they wanted everyone to feel like it was an American place without anyone's preconceived notions of what those American places would be like. And this is back in the, you know, the 30s and the 40s. So, like, they wanted New York, but they didn't want people to, like envision new york a certain way um and the same thing kind of everywhere else whereas marvel was like let's just keep it all yeah let's, let's keep, keep it familiar it's, it's, but also yeah. like not i mean like that's kind of like a reason like marvel for a long time did a really great job of like connection to characters and like relatability whereas like no one's going to relate to superman but everyone's going to relate to peter parker yeah for the most part marvel has and consistently does tell in their comics preface yeah realistic possible and relatable stories whereas dc said fuck that shit this guy's a god. space god. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the movies, just to throw it out there, Marvel is still a little bit better at telling really realistic stories sometimes. That's just because DC doesn't know what they're doing with their movies at all. Um, hey, I saw Black Adam, and that was both a movie and... And a movie. And it was in the DC universe, kind of. It wasn't, okay. uh, there are no adjectives I can use to describe that, though. I can't say it was a good or bad movie, because it wasn't. It was a movie. Yeah. The Rock was in it. The Rock was an actor in it. I will say, I feel really bad for Pierce Brosnan. I, did you hear? No. After and I, I love Pierce movie, Brosnan. Yeah, after filming the movie, he had to go to physical therapy. From carrying it, just back the hurt from carrying that goddamn <laughs> movie. Well, that's of course he's he carries anything he's in, um, even like horrible Bond movies. And I will argue that he is the best Bond um, because of you know just being Pierce Brosnan. But that's neither here nor there. Um, somewhere we were talking about. Uh, Listen, don't control. worry. I will punch him for saying that. I <laughs> I will take that punch for Pierce Brosnan. You know, that rant of, like, if there are 500 th- fans of someone in the world, that's me. If there's one fan in the world, that's me. That's me with Pierce Brosnan and his uh, beloved role as the 90s uh, James Bond. He was both cool and sexy. That's everything James Bond should be. 
I actually had no Anyways, problem with him as James Bond, but to call him the, the best movies James were Bond bad. Is so Hold on. They were not they were not good Bond movies, but Pierce Brosnan is the best Bond. Fight me IRL. Um so why is that anyway. still such a like why are we still so capable of like having this James Bond discussion like 60 or 70 years after the first movie not even book no one reads uh oh like, also don't read the james bond books because like they are just filled with like racism and sexism and like a whole bunch of other stuff that's just like who is that wow. ian fleming yeah ian fleming the british guy yeah well to be fair britain is also full of racism and sexism. racism and sexism like straight up like full of like not even like covert racism like overt racism um that you like go back and you read that and you go oh no that's that that's not good um so pretty bad <laughs> yeah um damage control damage is over con- tell us about thunderbolts three if you read it oh i yeah so I mean, there's not a lot to tell about Thunderbolts 3. It, just to give you a quick, uh, like I said, Russian talking super monkeys take over Central Park. Uh, the Thunderbolts come in. They haphazard their way through this. Um, so, like, the actual missions that Thunderbolts go on are not... They're, they're like, these kind of, like, those classic pulp comic book, you know, things. Like, someone's taking over the museum. There are talking super monkeys taking over Central Park, like super team, go deal with them. Like that's not what makes Thunderbolts great. It's like one, there's humor, but two, like because these aren't like your mega Marvel characters, you know, like it's Hawkeye's the biggest name on this list. Um, and even then saying Hawkeye is like one of the mega Marvel characters is a stretch. Um, like they are actually to say it okay go ahead thunderbolts is like suicide squad for not 13 year old edgelords yeah like they're telling like the stories outside of like whatever their mission of the week is are like actually like really great personal stories america chavez is slowly or like losing her power for some reason and is like having to deal with like she's supposed to be the powerhouse on the team and she can't be the powerhouse if she's losing her power um hawkeye is like am i good enough to lead this actual squad you know and then like he's dealing with all those things as like the pressure of leading an actual squad with all the oversight and everything and he's starting to doubt himself with that so like who does he call? Bobby Morse. You know, so like, and she's going to be showing up, I think, like, probably in the next episode, because she said, you know, at the end of this issue, she he's calling her and he's like, I don't know if I can do this. And then she insults him and then she goes, all right, I'll be there to help you out. So, like, great personal stories with just, like, silly, nonsensical missions of the week. And I think that's, like, a really great mixture. And... I'm convinced it's, this run of Thunderbolts is going... It it cannot, like, 
it's it's infinitely better than the movie can possibly be. Oh, absolutely. Like a, yeah, but as long as they keep the the approach, like this epi- this started with Blue Marvel and Spectrum like waking up in bed together because and, and an underwater. Yeah, yeah, and, and underwater an underwater. Castle, yeah. <laughs> like it, I and like the thing is, is like with the Thunderbolts movie, right? They're they're not even like the big names of the like Marvel universe, but like they're fairly common names because the MCU is such a smaller, you know, host of characters that like none of these characters are in in the Thunderbolts movie are going to be characters you've not heard of if you've been following the MCU. Whereas this Thunderbolts, outside of like four characters, they're all fairly like blank slates that they're able to develop without going you know, without someone going, well, actually in 1987, so-and-so did this. So therefore your issue in 2022 doesn't make sense. Like no one's doing that with these characters because there's not that background on them. And uh, I think it, that's... Even then, the background they're creating for these characters who I previously could not give a shit about, except America Chavez, I love that bitch. Um, yeah. Like Spectrum is fine. Like, okay, cool, fine. Uh, uh, Cable Bishop. What's his name? Who is that? I forgot his name. Oh, the, the like, guns locked and loaded or something like that? Uh, guns oh, and I, no. Glory? He has a really, uh, Guts and Glory, yeah. Guts and Glory, guy. yeah. What a garbage name. I love him. I love him so much. He's Wish, uh, Bishop Wish, yeah. yeah. Or Cable Wish. No, Wishup. Wish calling him Wishup. Yeah, there we go. Uh... Yeah, and the fact that no matter what happens, it's just causing a headache for Luke Cage. It's so oh. awesome. Like Luke that, Cage none of it's is my none of it's like damage character. control. Damage yeah. control is what if we gave like an, a creative writing like a prompt of this? This is more like, hey, everybody put together a superhero team, right? And show why it's hard to be a superhero team. Like it does not matter. It, it like most of the people on the Thunderbolts are ridiculously powerful, with the exception of yeah. that guy. Like Spectrum, Gutson, uh America Chavez, other person. Power Weird. Man. Power Man. Well, pa- well. Like they're ridiculously powerful. Uh and they're like, but they suck as a team. Like they are terrible. And Hawkeye's doing his bed. Remember, Hawkeye led the West Coast Avengers. Hawkeye's Hawkeye's a like a reasonable person uh, to have for this, but yeah, I don't, it's just it. The story's been like I'm interested in the story. Who's the Who's the purple chick again? I always forget her name. Oh, um, gosh, uh, persuasion. persuasion, persuasion, and she's the daughter of Kilgrave. Yeah, she sells oh. a perfume now. Yeah. Like we we were talking about the boys and like what it was like for if Vought, you know, like how unrealistic Vought is. Like this is doing the same thing that Vought is doing, but like in a more re- realistic way. You want to know why? Because it's not a separate company. They are controlled. They are a under the office of the city of New York. Like this is this is government PR at its finest, selling you perfume by persuasion. I'm I'm 99 convinced that 
99% convinced that that perfume is simply called Persuasion. Because that sounds like a perfume name. Um, so it's great. I, I think the, the, the human elements of this are what makes it great. Um, Hawkeye doubting himself, uh, like I said, has probably been the best part of it. Um, like this is a team, but this very much does feel like a, a Hawkeye run uh, where he's the, the central figure in it. So pick that up if you're interested in any of those. Uh, let's see, what else? Oh, uh, I do kind of want to talk about one other thing, just like one last comic for mine. And that's a, a, a run that started recently. And I picked this up because like it, I was like, oh, hey, it's got Namor. And we're about to see Namor in um, Black Panther. And it is, what is the name of this? It's Namor, it's just Namor the Submariner, Conquered Shores. Um, and what this is, it's kind of got like an old man Logan feel to it, where it's an alternate universe in the future where the earth has kind of like turned into, you know, water world. Um, and now the last like surviving humans are either on scrap heaps of land or in like kind of refugee cities in Atlantis. Um, and it's just really interesting. You got old man Steve Rogers and yet again, still the mayor of New York, Luke Cage as an old man. <laughs> still the I'm going for his second 72nd term. Luke Cage being miserable running the shittiest city Hold on. in the Marvel Run. universe. Oh Hold my on. god, that's it's, amazing. It's in the ruins of New York City because again, everything's turned into Waterworld. Um good. yeah, it's called Conquered Shores, name where the submariner submariner Conquered Shores. Basically, Luke Cage is running like the last bastion of like human life on land that hasn't like gone to refugee camps in uh, Atlantis. So he's like just still there as the leader of the people in New York City. Um, I don't think his title is officially mayor, but I'm calling him Mayor Luke Cage until someone corrects me. Um, and he's just still angry. <laughs> um, and it's great. So it's, like I said, this is an completely like alternate universe thing. It just, if you were a fan of like these, hey, what happens in the future of Marvel? Like when the characters get old, this is that type of story. Um Sorry, I'm seeing Luke Cage. He got yeah. a cane. This shit's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is he hilarious. got Steve. Like, somehow, with kind of the fuckboy haircut in the future. Yeah, um, yeah. I was gonna say, like, look at the Giga Chad. <laughs> he's got, he's got the absolute, like, you know those memes that are like, you tell your barber you want to, like, uh, like, run a Pokemon gym? That's the yeah. haircut he has, and then, like, not salt and pepper, just pure white, but, like, his lines are crisp, and he's got a full beard. This is the most so ridiculous clean. thing I've ever seen. He's, his yeah. trip is on point. Yeah. I wanna, yeah. I wish I could share this, just this picture I'm looking at right now. Uh, I might, I'll, I'll find a way to put it up there, because I'm like, this is not Captain America. This is Captain America, Mr. Steel Yo Girl. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh man, he's gonna buy he gonna buy your girl a, a purse, man. He, yeah, he's gonna take her to like some you know refugee camp and you know share his food with her, and then you're never gonna see her again. Never um, gonna see her again. Uh, this is part so, one. It says so there will be a second one. Yeah, the, 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 I think this is just gonna be like a quick little like probably five maybe six issue little run. And it was just like a, a cool kind of change of pace for like a character that in recent years hasn't really gotten a lot of love as like kind of like his own story. No, um, so the reason why, okay, well, let me, we'll get into this more later. But the reason why is because Namor the Submariner sucks. I don't know. No. He's an asshole. No. I like him. He is. The only compelling parts of Namor are when he is uh, a in a massive story, and in those situations, he his his role becomes very clear. He was awesome in AVX because the Phoenix because he was Force a Phoenix Force. hates yeah. him. No, the Phoenix Force thinks he's a dick, well, so yeah. it will not work with him. The entity of life has decided, <laughs> fuck that guy. Namor is a very well-rounded character, but it's hard to tell a story about Namor because I He's don't give a and this, shit about him. Hold on. Yes, he is an asshole. And I think like that's kind of the point of this story is like um, Namor is kind of the voice somehow of against all voices the ones that are like hey maybe we just don't let the humans drown maybe we can actually offer them some type of refuge um and then hold, all of the sh struggles that go with that uh hold on let me read this comment uh and i'm gonna oh, like, don't no don't it's a great comment. comment good good alternate earth very good choice no old oh, yeah. man crap just alternate Earth future, so far so good. Namor, still a piece of shit. Very nice. Yeah. That's the comment, and I'm like... You will never... I, know that I don't want to see superhero Namor. Don't do that to my boy. Namor's job yeah. is to try to fuck Reed Richards' wife and to only give a shit about the ocean. As long as he's doing those two things, you've done the character well. Don't see, give that's me the thing. this is Everything is the ocean. Everything is the ocean yeah. now. So everything yeah. he cares about. Don't give me but, this garbage oh. MCU. Like MCU was able to take Killmonger, a functionally useless garbage, nothing character and turn him interesting. You can't do that with someone like Namor because Namor is interesting in his being a garbage character. Like just yeah. make him garbage. Like, as long as Namor is not, like, he can't be redeeming. That's what I hate. Not every villain has to, like, I don't like the idea of, like, pure evil, pure good, that bullshit. But not every villain has to be, like, redeeming. They have to have a reason. Like, that's fine. But they don't so have you, to be redeemable. So do you consider Namor a villain? Namor's, I don't Namor's, consider him, Namor I don't consider him a, a good guy. Namor is I just a don't villain. don't consider him a villain. He is a villain, 
it's just he is the villain of the planet Earth. He is not a person's villain. He like he is the antagonist of the planet Earth. He's not trying to help anyone. He's not trying to inherently hurt anyone. But if given the opportunity to do the right thing, the wrong thing, or the thing that benefits him the most, he will exclusively see the thing that benefits He won't even see the other options. It won't pay attention. Yeah. Do I think he's a villain? Like, not in the same way that, like, Green Goblin or is. Um, not in the same way that, like, uh Thanos is not in the same way that Doctor Doom or Kang can be. Um See, I, I consider him almost like like Doom in that did maybe like when he first like well actually when he first started he was a hero. Like when I'm talking literally first Marvel yeah. characters Namor yes. and yeah the Submariner and the Human Torch like heroes. And then he kind of came into this weird antagonistic role against the Fantastic Four. And then after that, he kind of like had like the, he was like the prototype for the arc that they gave Doom where he was like, all right, I'm going to go chill in Atlantis. Y'all don't fuck with me. I won't fuck with you. And if our interests align, sometimes I might help out. Um, And then we got instances where like Wakanda, fucked with him so he's like all right i'm gonna fuck with you back and then so some characters like i said i like when they do interesting things with characters as long as it's not the same character i like what they did with reed richards alternate reality reed richards when they made him the maker i like what they did with doctor i like what they did now with Doc Ock. Doc Ock is no longer a villain. Um, they still use him as a villain because, remember, most comic book writers are just like you and me. Idiots. They just happen to have a job doing it. Where they get paid to be an idiot in this way as opposed to us who get paid to be idiots in different ways. They, like, they are like, Doc Ock, bad guy, go, that's it. He's not a villain anymore. Because Doc Ock got a clone body of Peter, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and then he got he literally made that body fat by eating like a fat. I don't, that's not actually what happened, but that's why Doc Ock's legs move on their own now because he no longer has the same ones. Doc Ock is no longer the same Doc Ock because that body's dead. He's now Doc Ock in a clone body of Peter that has reverted back to looking like Doc Ock. Except his legs, his his uh, his do- octopus tentacles, are they, a puppy dog now. They're they 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 are not. They are mentally controlled by him. They are no longer a part of his body that like an extension of him. Well, they yeah. are in like a weird way, but not in that. So like it's a cool like continuity. If they want to tell the story of him as a bad guy, they've made the updates and changes. But he's less of a bad guy now than he ever was. Uh, I like Namor stories, but like, you gotta understand what you're getting. He's he's best as a part of, you know what he is? He's horseradish. 
He's horseradish. He's horseradish. Nobody's like, I can't wait to have a spoon of horseradish. They're like, get out of here with that garbage. But if you're like, oh, can I have a little bit of horseradish on my on my crudite, on my my triscuit with a uh, with a few like with my oysters. Yeah, like yeah, he works best when put with other things that are cool or good, because then you're like, ooh, spicy, you know? Like I love it. Uh, That's what he is. He adds a he adds an like almost a bitter spice. To he is he very bitter in this. Like he's not even yeah. the king of Atlantis in this. Like he has passed over reigns to Namorita, and uh, he's just like doing his thing. And then he sometimes pops in for like council, but like really, he's kind of like this go between between the human refugees and the Atlanteans, where the Atlanteans are like, "Hey, the humans suck," and we kind of brought it upon them. And he goes, yeah, but they're all kind of now citizens of Atlantis, so so we'll see. Issue one, mm-hmm. it was interesting. I like. I also like to point out that the writer for this story, Chris Cantwell, is the guy who's also handling Gold Goblin's story. Oh, okay. Yeah, he he wrote Cantwell wrote a good port. I I recognize the guy. I I dig him. He's Got an intro- he he does bad guy stories very well. He really does. He's the one who did a lot of the Doom storyline where Doom was teaching Kang how not to be a piece of shit. Gotcha. Yeah, he did a lot of that run uh, from like two years ago, which I thought was a really good run too. He's a very good person who can tell a decent story about bad guys without leaning on them well they're bad therefore they're bad like he or 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 caving out and trying to make them heroic yeah like like he tells the story they might be trying to be heroic but they're still you know kind of twats uh he's a decent writer i I give him credit chris cantwell for anyone who's uh wondering um and i'll i'll end my part because you brought up namor i'll end mine with a comic i read uh, for no reason, which was Secret Invasion 1. To save everybody a little bit of time, the original Secret Invasion was uh, a very good storyline. It it was just a little too much of, like, it was a lot of ice cream. After the after the fourth bowl started being a headache, and you're like, I don't, I don't want to do this. And the original Secret Invasion run was like, everybody was a scroll. And it was a lot of work they put into that. And there was a lot of problems with it. And they managed to fix, I don't want to say all of them, but like a lot of the problems. Like Wolverine was a scroll for like the better part of, well, time is not real, but like a decade of comics. So like two years. Um, Nick, everybody was a scroll. So now they're doing Secret Invasion number one. They're redoing it. Uh, This issue. Uh, interesting. It really focuses on what appears to be uh, Nick Fury. And I mean that as in it might be Nick Fury and it appears to focus on Nick Fury. And we find the story of Nick Fury doing some stuff. He has to go meet with, with Maria Hill, who's the director of S.H.I.E.L.D., which canonically no longer exists in the Marvel Universe. 
Shield is now basically gutted, and it's a intelligence apparatus for, I believe, the CIA in the Mar- in six one six continuity, um, something like that. Uh, Nick Fury goes to meet the director of Shield, uh, Maria Hill. Uh, turns out that ninety nine percent of the people like know he's Nick Fury. But they don't, uh, like, that doesn't mean, they they don't care anymore. Because they've all heard that Nick Fury is now, like, a hired gun, which he is. He works for any government uh, to kind of fix some problems. But Nick Fury's had a whole bunch of weird stuff go on over the last few years. And that's both Nick Furies. Uh, Samuel Jackson Ultimate's Nick Fury, who is our universe's Nick Fury, and OG David Hasselhoff Nick Fury, who is also our universe's Nick Fury. Uh, we just have to accept that. Uh, basically, the run starts with like, hey, we did a scroll check because we're always looking out for scrolls. And uh, they're like, yeah, okay, cool. And then Maria uh, like responds to something Nick says. She's like, well, it's good to hear that you're okay or something. And he responds with like, yeah, I'm fine. And then she immediately pulls a gun on him. Right? As he as like that's the that's the natural response to like anything, you know, probably seeing Nick Fury on the spot is like most people's response is like pull a gun on gun on yeah. him because he's so she pulls a gun on just... him. Yeah, exactly. And like you were right. Like she pulls a gun on him and she's like, That's not what Nick Fury would say. Yeah. Like like whatever. Nick Fury doesn't they, they do small good, talk. Yeah, they give a really good uh, uh, reason why. It doesn't matter. She pulls a gun on him, and she's like, I've also alerted like every like Interpol and shit that the, they might be seeing Nick Fury and to just detain him. Uh, and he did. Like, there was a Nick Fury everywhere. Like, it's like the Pentagon and shit. Uh yeah, so apparently the 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 scroll invasion started with just four hundred Nick Furies, <laughs> uh, and they're like, yeah, "Yeah, guys, just to let you know, this was the opening salvo. Like, uh, this wasn't even part one of our plan. This was kind of like to put you on notice. You are not safe." And I was like, "It's a very weird strategy for shapeshifters to take away their own element of surprise, <laughs> right?" Uh, it was a fun story. It did a good job of... of I, I do like Maria Hill as a character. Uh, I also like Nick Fury as a character. And I do like the scrolls. So I'm I'm kind of cool with what they're trying to tell. Uh, I'll keep my eye on it. And I'll keep you guys posted on what's going on with it. But uh, for now, it's 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 pretty safe to say... Uh, it, it's falling a little bit shy of the original secret invasion. Much like anything else. How did... Um they bring Nick Fury back from being the Watcher. Because that he didn't happen. Is. He still is. Yeah, that's that's uh, David Hasselhoff, Nick Fury. Okay. I thought he that was... was the no, I, he was the Watcher. I thought it was Samuel Jackson, Nick Fury, because... I, mm, no, it was, it, was, it was OG Nick Fury okay. who was the Watcher, and then Bucky took it. Um, and then Bucky was relieved of command by somebody, and then... As a torture, they before killing Owatu or one of the watchers. Um, OG David Hasselhoff, Nick Fury is back on the wall. Gotcha. Okay. 
because they even brought that up recently. I forget what it was. Um, where it was a Watu's wife actually was like made a comment of like, I'm supposed to help the guy who like killed my husband. Um, and I just thought of that all of a sudden randomly. Um, sorry. I did like the original Sin event. That was another completely nothing event that just had a whole bunch of cool stuff. Um, in it like captain america found out that he was mind wipe again this original sin event occurred literally the second they were doing the incursion event too for the pre-secret war stuff so there's a lot of stuff going on in marvel and like what was this 2015 i think um yeah hulk found out that tony stark was involved um in 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 the uh, event that hurt bruce banner uh but the uh, the shielding by removing the shielding, uh, which is true, but that didn't that that prevented him from dying, like the shrapnel or something like that. Uh, and he did it while he was drunk. Uh, the Thor revelation is how we got Angela. Um, the Things revelation was that Johnny Storm pseudo intentionally prevented him from ever turning back to normal permanently. Spider-Man's revelation is how we got Silk. And that's all I care about there. Um, J. Jonah Jameson was stupid. Uh, Luke Cage is stupid. Daredevil found out about his mom. Uh, trying to think of anything else. Nope, nothing else that matters. A bunch of other stuff was was revealed, but like nothing else. Ever. Like Gamora ship, but Gamora's a dog shit character. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. We're in agreement. Uh, that's it for comics this week. Unless you have any other things you want to bring up. Um, the Oh, uh, not like to go into like super detail, but like the Thor run that continued after Band of War Ooh. is like... Oh, I'm actually enjoying it. The one with like Venom and stuff. I was just gonna say it's more interesting than the the Hulk aftermath of Banner of War, at least. Was there a um, second issue? Because I read the first issue after it, and I was like, "No, nah, I'm good." Yes, yes. Um, and I think now what they're just gonna do is like run through various uh, Thor variant uh, versions of like other Marvel characters. I don't know, but we got uh we got a a Thor symbiote now. Uh, they briefly fused together to uh, beat the demon that they were fighting, and I thought that was a cool moment. Um, and then, so okay, give it a shot. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. read another one. Uh, yeah, read, is, read issue I two. Hate if you venom don't... with wings, I hate it. I don't like it. It's a person. Yeah, but thing. it's it's not venom anymore. It's he's the king in black. Like that kind of comes with the territory. You're like, right. He's ascended. Except that the comic is still called Venom. And he's still referred uh, to as Venom. I think that's just like, you know, if you were friends with the king and now, like, you know, like when someone take becomes king or something, like, they don't keep, like, Steve Smith. Like, they become King Charles the Fourteenth. Like, but if you knew him as Steve and, like, you're really good friends with him, you might still call him Steve, like, when you're talking in, you know, private or whatever. Like you're not going to be like, hey, King Charles the Seventeenth or whatever. So I, that's how I see it. You know, 
Thor is not going to call uh, Venom the king in black. He's because he's also a king. He's going to call him Eddie Brock because that's what he knows him as. So. If, if you don't like you made a if, very compelling argument and that makes me mad. I know. Um, I'm going to call you a rush. head. <laughs> I respect that. Um, but yeah, like if, if you read issue, uh, the second issue, because I think it's like what issue like 20 or what actually it is. But if you read this, yeah, if you read this one and you're like, all right, still not for me. And I'm like, cool, then it's probably not going to be for you the rest of the way. But if if the idea of a Hulk Thor intrigued you and then the idea subsequently of a uh, Venom Thor intrigues you, uh, I think this is for you. So. Then wait till you meet Iron Man Thor, the most unnecessary of the Iron Thor. Man Thors. Yeah. What if I? What if Thor had a power armor? Oh, he'd be yeah. weaker somehow. Okay, because so, <laughs> he wouldn't be able to move as well. He'd so. be restricted. Okay. Uh, unless it was no, that's not true. Because there, there's the destroyer armor, whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. From the fear itself. He so. made U- the Uru armor from fear itself. Yeah. Um, that was the run, by the way. Thank you, thank you so much. Fear itself oh, I was loved, the run that I was I like. That's another itself. run that was like a phenomenal story that was super cool, and at the end, nothing happened and nobody gave a shit. Yeah, I loved the fear itself because one, that's I loved the bar. The, that's the, the bar Uru. for what if we tell a story and no one gives a shit at the end of it. I was yeah. like, yeah, like no, all man. the all the Uru techno or like weapons and armor that Tony built. I just loved the look of it, and then all the like people that they were fighting like the juggernaut when they all were like possessed by the different things like i i was like man this just looks no, cool and it's cool yeah phenomenal story just like again sometimes sometimes a story has to have impact and sometimes it doesn't fear itself was a story that like it didn't have to actually have impact because even though everyone was involved nothing was involved right the bad guy came what was the what was the original onslaught run oh it was called onslaught never mind yeah, uh, that was one that had to have ramifications, and it did for a very long time. Um, Fear itself did not. Axe Judgment Day, Judgment has to have ramifications, uh, and as we go into that, you're gonna see that there really wasn't. Uh... And it's not like it's okay. Take every conversation regarding Eternals away. Like everyone, there are some there are some big ramifications. I just don't think we've seen the extent that it's going to happen. Um, but we'll talk about that. Yeah, you we'll know, on the special that. for that. I I have a lot to say because I do think there are actually a lot of ramifications that come of this. So Fair. stay tuned All for right. that. So next week, just to give you a little bit of a brief on what comics are going to be around, uh, we have ASM thirteen, which is the what might be the conclusion it's called the hobgoblin's last stand so like might be the conclusion of this very mini arc uh and the reason i say that is because we also have venom 13 which is the first prelude to dark web and as we know dark web is a massive crossover between who cares and some other people um ghost riders ridiculous story continues in number eight we have two spider-man stories we have spider-man number two and we have Spider-Man the Lost the Lost Hunt with a picture of Craven on it. Uh so, you know, if you're not tired of Craven by now, 
you will be. Uh, we have the last Axe Judgment Day issue, which will just be grouped up into there, just in case anyone was wondering. I think it's the Omega. Uh, yep. Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty 6, which uh, the cover looks like a spaceship dropping a nuke. And I'm like, no, I'm in on that. Uh, oh, you want to know what that is now that I've it? thought about that? The that shield? is like the shield. Yeah, because yeah. remember, that's the symbol for the five points of the star. Like, that's the symbol of the shield in the sky. But it does look like there is a nuke getting dropped. So yeah. either way, still interesting, uh, still a dope cover. The end of Spider-Verse uh, continues with Spider-Man number two, just regular Spider-Man number two. Uh, and I talked about that last time, how Spider-Man number one ended with just like, you know, Morwen, which is always kind of like anti-Viagra showing up, but it, it wasn't the worst. Uh, and it's what you take new, after. Yeah, there's a brand new Fantastic Four run. Uh, the color look, the, the cover looks dope. Like, it really does look really cool. Um, uh, the writer is Ryan North. Uh, he has done... He's he's working a little bit on some of the secret invasion stuff. Um, he actually used to like do Adventure Time, and he's written written sorry some of the uh, unbeatable Squirrel Girl. So um, he's an experienced writer. The the oh my god, all of these covers look so goddamn cool. Um, but again. I don't like we already have a Fantastic Four run that's I guess it ended now. No, it ended. Yeah. So it ended and then they did the few um little like mini issues for um their involvement in the acts. But like yeah, the the previous Fantastic Four run ended um so it is a couple a re- months ago. Okay. So it they, is a they are restarting. It is yep a completely new run. All right, as as is tradition, I will tell everybody: do not buy the first issue of any Fantastic Four because, historically speaking, every run of the Fantastic Four has started shitty. Uh, anybody would like to fact check me on that? By all means, do so. Uh, every single first issue is kind of like, oh okay, uh, but the cover on this one looks dope. Uh, and then there's Black Panther Unconquered number one and Sabretooth and the Exiles number one. There's an awful lot of number ones next week. We're not going to be talking about all of them, but we'll pick something from this list. You know you're going to hear about Spider-Man. You know you're going to hear about Venom because it's a precursor. Um, and then, you know, we'll figure out the rest as it goes on. As far as comics go, that's that's pretty much everything I got. You got anything? Uh, no, I think that's it. Cool. She-Hulk. Let's go. She-Hulk. Sorry, I've been waiting two weeks to have this conversation. I've been um, waiting to have this conversation as well. So Sorry if this is a day late and a dollar short, uh, but if you haven't watched She-Hulk, it's time. It's, it's also time all to... out now. It, it's yeah. all out, so if you were like, I'm not going to watch... You can binge I'm not it do... high as a kite or drunk as a skunk. It is a wonderful experience. You're like, if I'm not going to, I'm because it's a 30 minute format, you're like, I'm not going to do this once a week. What is this, 1997? No. Yeah. You want to know what? It's all out now. You can do it What's in less than a day. Yeah. I'm watching grow. Am I watching um, Growing Pains? Growing Pains? <laughs> Get out of here. No. 
So um, just a little recap for anyone who doesn't remember. I, I watched the first two episodes and then I literally didn't touch it. Then I watched the finale and went, holy goddamn shit. I got to go back and watch the show. So then I watched the entire show. And then I rewatched the finale. And I laughed. And, and, and Ominous can confirm this. Right, Josh? Forever. Yep. I'm still laughing. Um, it was, as, as someone who followed along with the show, like, while it was, like, going on, man, not what I expected, but I'm glad that that was the finale. It was a beautiful disaster. It's it like was... watching a train wreck of fireworks go off. Like, they, a train is going by full of fireworks, right? And then it crashes. And because of the fire from that crash, it sets off all the fireworks. That's what the finale was. Sure. I got a better one. Lots of people might have died, but it was pretty. I got a better one. It's like if somebody had forks on porcelain like you know that sound uh yeah the one that yeah the one that like mess or like chewing tinfoil like i'm sorry if i gave you guys shivers but imagine that they did that but played beethoven second with forks on porcelain like on like on or nails on a chalkboard playing a song it's shrill it's obnoxious it it's so much wrong with it, but somehow it's what it needed. There was beauty was created from the 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 bowels of of hell that this thing was formed in. So um, um we're gonna do a power recap for anybody interested. Uh, if you're not interested, tough shit, because I watched it, so you're gonna suffer through this. Uh, Jen Walters. Um, is a uh, 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 middling district attorney, district attorney, assistant district attorney, assistant district attorney. Yeah, yeah, assistant district attorney. Um, who happened across an accident that gave her the ability to transform, uh, like a uh, like a Hulk because her cousin, who is the Hulk, bled into her, uh. So, okay, Uh, then um, she decided to be very rude to that cousin. Uh, Again, was just trying to help her. Nothing I'm saying here is going to be opinion, just so everyone's on the same page. She decided that she knew better than the the experienced superhero uh, who was trying to help her with this very traumatic life experience. Uh, proceeds to leave and then prove to the viewers that at no point did she ever know better. Uh, so that problem solved itself. But thankfully, they got rid of the Hulk early because if the Hulk was in it, the entire show would have been kind of medium at best. Um, I think I, the show would have continued to be bad. Like, I yeah. disliked the first two episodes because of the Hulk's involvement in it. Um, uh, uh, oh, that's fair. Um we, I, I, again, I'm going to go out of order a little bit on these episodes because the order didn't matter because the, uh, this was not a courtroom drama. Um, 
This was this was uh you ever see Boston Legal? I'm actually just rewatching that now because it's on Amazon Prime. And okay. I'm like, okay, yeah. So yes, I do one, love that show. One out of every seven episodes of Boston Legal has anything to do with the law. Yes. Uh these are the six episodes. <laughs> the She-Hulk was the six that had nothing to do. Like, yes, they were in a courtroom, right? Uh, but that's it. That was the case. There was no actual things that happened. There was no relevance that happened. They like copied the homework from the book and but they changed a little bit to like to make it different. Like they they took stuff from the the stories that are from the comics, but they changed stuff so it's a little different, which we always ask for. Except the things they they changed were the logical ones, like the things that you're not <laughs> supposed to change. It's like the War of 1812, which took place in 1947. Tonight. Like it's like no, that was the important part. You can't change <laughs> that one. You could change like the 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 country, the order of the countries that were fighting in it. You cannot change the you like Sweden was not involved. Like you you know what I mean? That's what they did. So they they took parts of the story. She ended up getting a job at a, a a defense law firm that she took all William Nilsson's uh <laughs> willy nilly with no questions on. To be uh, fair, yeah. she was like if you've ever been in that situation where you're like in between jobs and you're like running out of money and then like someone like gives you like the first grade offer, you like Oh shit! I need to jump on that. Why? Because oh, yeah. I don't have rent. She absolutely months. was right That's to take where it. She, she should have. Yeah. And they showed they played it for laughs, and it was fine. Um, there, uh, they introduced us to a whole bunch of characters, including her paro uh, paralegal, uh, yeah, who is not good at her job, right? But they also introduced us friend. to yeah. But they also introduced us to what's the dude's name? Oh my he's got god! A, he's got like a very simple name, like Puck. No, it's not Puck. I just call. Tub? I just want to say it's Chancy or Chauncey. No, but no, I know he, it's not. They give I know him, it's, it's not it's Chauncey. Like I just call. Like, yeah, the, he, the, the other Pug, the Pug, male lawyer. That's his name, Pug. Pug. Yeah, that dude is is literally a jar of mayonnaise. Like he is the most nothing I've ever seen in my life. He's Yet they an keep idiot, and I he, love him. He serves no purpose. Uh, she gets. He was irrelevant to that one episode. Screw. She's on the case <laughs> to get uh uh what's his name, uh abomination on parole, uh and then she's like, but you escaped. He's like, no, I was taken out of prison, and then she goes before the the the, the, the I want to say the court, even though it wasn't. And she's like, nah, we got a guy that'll admit that he did it. And then they're like, hey, where's the, uh, sure, we'll listen to him now. And they're like, well, he's not here right now. It's like, really? This is how and unprepared. Long. <laughs> like, this is, like, you've definitely done a parole hearing before. I promise. She even said it. Like, you know that if you have, like, whatever. Okay, cool. None of that matters. Because this is not a court drama. This is not a legal drama. They're just, this is a sitcom. This is Big Bang Theory right that takes place in a courtroom so just keep hey, your mind hey shut. screw you i would rather watch she hulk than big bang theory so. uh, that is a fair assessment but it like yes i would also rather have cancer than aids like you know what yeah. I mean? like i don't i don't know 
Um, so, like, okay. So then she finds Wong, uh, who also has a legal problem with the magician, uh, kind of. Because he's, he's like an actual, like, garbage magician, like, regular magician. But he's got a sling ring. So he can also make portals. Uh, and then we meet Madison. Uh, Greatest who is character on the show. Literally the best character on the show. And I need you to know that I, while what I'm saying is honest, it is dripping with sarcasm. Uh, for a different reason. Or maybe not. Uh, because that she then kind of takes over as comedy relief in a sh comedy show. Which is amazing. Because she's the only funny thing about the episode she's in. And then, and then wait. And then She-Hulk threatens the defendants. And I'm using that term loosely. Uh, with the demon. Which is like... I don't know much about the law. But I've seen Better Call Saul before. And I'm pretty sure that if your lawyer physically threatens... The, opponent, the opposing team or counsel or... Defendant or whatever. That's a bad thing. <laughs> so she does that. Then I, I don't even know what happens next. Then we get uh, the Daredevil. Is that? No. No. Uh, there's a few episodes between that. There was the yeah. Mr. Immortal episode. Oh, then she goes dating people. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then she starts dating people who are not interested in Jen, who is gorgeous, by the way. Like yeah, the, like Jen Walter. Like if you wanted, if you wanted to homely up Tatiana Maslany, like go for it. Give her broken glasses and like make her wear like I don't know Hillary Clinton outfits. Like whatever, whatever you need to be like ah oh, unfuckable like that. Just give her that. But like she is, she's a cutie patootie. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know why I'm using that With phrase. All but it's no, correct. because that's exactly, yeah, with all of the character charm to go with it. And then they were like, yeah, no one wants to date her. And I was yeah, like, I'm there's sorry. nobody on Tinder. What? On Tinder. <laughs> she got no matches on Tinder. Dude, that's impossible. That I've, no, 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 no. She's no way she got no matches on whatever the version of Tinder was. So then She-Hulk made a Tinder. And then, guys, I'm going to blow your mind on this one. This is going to blow... Guys and girls, I apologize. Going to blow your mind on this one. Whole bunch of dudes interested in fucking the green chick show up. And she's like, they're only into me because I'm green. And it's like, yeah. If you put your titties out on your picture, that's going to be why I match with you. Because of the titties. Like, so then she gets, like, sad until she meets this dude who... What was his name? Justin? No. Yeah. I she mean, bones some she Justin. bones down with some guy that happened a, a little bit earlier. But then she meets this other guy. Oh no, you were right. You were right. Uh oh, are you talking about at the wedding? The guy named Josh? That was it, Josh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but between the wedding and that, there was the there was Mr. Immortal, which was my favorite episode. Cause this dude <laughs> Cause this dude can't die. So he keeps getting married. And then he dies to get so, out of it. To get out it of it. It was perfect. And he's very technically dead, sweetly, for a few seconds. So the marriage is over. And then they negotiate the most ridiculously one sided fucking. Like, I'm sorry, I say one sided. 
It's like his 13 fucking abandoned wives and, and him and, and his one husband. Apologies. Yes. And him. And then we get the most ridiculously one-sided court case that like he just yep. doesn't have to do. Cause like legally speaking, he don't owe shit to anybody because he's a piece of shit. But he goes through with it anyway for reasons. And then uh, useless paralegal, whose name, again, I never deign to remember, uh, makes three horrendously bad pun jokes. And I swear to God, I think they ADR laugh track the people in the room laughing because it sounds like they're like, oh, we should make it seem like what she said was funny. It's really bad. Josh, please feel free to jump in anytime if I'm saying something wrong or if I missed something because uh, you I'm actually, actually just letting you. It. I'm actually just letting you run with it because, like, this is like the Tony how Tony perceived the show, and I think it's great. Um, okay. Okay. So. So so after that, we get to a wedding, right? Where like, she shows up as She Hulk, right? And they're like, you can't be She-Hulk at my wedding. Because of course you can't be She-Hulk at my wedding, you crazy bitch. This is my day. You are a seven-foot-tall, green, giant titty, they comment on. Fat ass, they comment on. Like, dime piece. So, like, could you be Jen? So Jen, in her Frumposaurus Rex triple oversized like bridesmaid outfit now shows up and she meets this dude it's, it's gar the wedding is garbage none of it matters uh but she meets this dude named josh uh who's like you can just tell immediately you're like this guy is gonna be a piece of shit <laughs> like they don't even hide it like he might as well have like uh, an Infowars bumper sticker and like an Andrew yeah. Tate tattoo. Like he's the, just the already charm. unlikable. Yeah. Yeah. The charm he lays on is so like. Smarmy. Smarm. Yeah. Smarm. Yeah. Like smarm charm. It, it's Please. frustrating as a fellow Josh. Let me just say that. Um. So, so then like Titania shows up. And yes, I'm not calling her Titania because I love you so so much jamila jamil but your name is titania for reasons uh uh did i miss the titania part did i did that happen then or after that was one of the that would happen before the wedding where oh, she sued okay. her for this quick, hulk thing quick quick pre-thing uh titania tried to copyright the name she hulk <laughs> oh my god and then like that actually goes to court like they actually the, the judge doesn't immediately throw it out be like no and they're like well we have a no <laughs> like, like she's she hulk she that, like that's who she is it doesn't matter if she likes it someone called her she hulk then you took her name copy trademarked it and then ran a business and ran a mo like that's not how it works none of this works this way but no we got to deal with an entire episode of this self-discovery that was never necessary because she already put herself on She-Hulk on a dating site. She was already totally down to clown with being the big green bitch. So, okay. So now Titania, who's just pissy all the time, always, 
with a real valley girl accent shows up at this wedding and everyone's like super stoked because they're like oh my god it's titania she's like an influencer which is by the way and very important i need to clarify this for anyone who's not in the know nobody actually gives a fuck about influencers do you know who gives a shit about jeffree star fucking jeffree star like nobody gives to be a fair fuck. no no people care about influencers there's just like products, four influencers they know like about the kardashians products. the kardashians are nothing but influencers yes but like but that's an exception because the kardashians are a dynasty of of gold digging whores like like it is it is it is so in your face that it's you're right they are influencers but like the person like who's the who's the chick who broke her fucking spine uh uh at twitchcon oh adriana chechik yeah so just so everyone knows she was a porn star right and now she's not a porn star anymore and it doesn't matter yeah she's a twitch streamer and and none of it matters because she's like she's like you might wait in line to meet these people the same way you might wait in line to get an autograph from like somebody at a convention but you like it does not matter so Titania shows up at this chick's wedding and she is not Kylie Jenner. And this chick is like, oh my God, she's so fucking here. Oh my God. And then Jen's like, this bitch is a problem. Cause she's right. Cause Jen is right. Cause Titania is yeah. a fucking problem. And Jen's starting to get drunk because she's Jen. Not She-Hulk. Yep. Uh, right. Am I so, okay, cool. So like they fucking fight. And, and uh, she just demolishes out. her. Yeah, fucks up Titania, and then uh, now drunk wife who was really upset about the idea of Jen being She Hulk during the wedding, now does the full drunk wife three sixty of oh my god She Hulk's at my wedding, and I am dying of laughing because I'm like whoever wrote this needs to be fucking shot like this is terrible so i'm laughing hysterically so give them credit where credit's due they made me laugh uh then we get the daredevil episode but yeah right now the we're daredevil the daredevil episode. Episode. Uh, the there's second a last. few episodes in between there and then um uh, well i never brought up the one guy and i'm intentionally not bringing him up uh for the for, for drama what did i oh, what am uh, i missing so there was the, Todd. I'm not bringing uh, up Todd. There was no, not not Todd. I don't give a shit about Todd. Um, the, what was it? There was the like one where like she was dating Josh, and then the like retreat where she goes to see Emil Blonsky. Um, no, and the then one. oh yeah. Um, but let's see, and then. What was the one before the Daredevil one? I forget. I forget. But the Daredevil one was, I mean, the, the those episodes were all just kind of setting up towards the finale yeah. anyways. Okay, so yeah. So we mentioned it before. So there's this group, this online message board forum called the Intelligentsia, right? 
who were like, fuck She-Hulk, we're Meninists, and all that other bullshit that, again, doesn't actually exist in the real world because there's like 40 or 50 people who are stupid enough to do that. And then there's uh, uh, 400 million people who talk about the 40 or 50 people. So it just seems like there's more. But it's really like, don't get me wrong, those people do it. No, don't get me wrong. Those type of people do exist, right? But the numbers are dramatically exaggerated because you very rarely experience them firsthand. You very often experience them second or third hand from somebody telling the story of them. If you, I got the, yeah, good. I got the impression that the intelligentsia was not like Twitter. It's like some random dark subreddit that you're like, well, here's the thing. It was, right? It was. You're right. Like, it was like 20 people. Maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people. like, because we see the convention at the end, and there's like 17 yeah, people. Yeah, there. it's going yeah. So, yeah, it's terrible. So they took the intelligentsia from the comics, and they were like, yeah, it's a fucking social... Which is something I was really upset, about, or potentially upset about. And don't worry, I my, my pre-upsetness was justified. Uh, because then... We get to the dare. We get another episode. None of it matters. If I forgot to talk about it, it does not fucking matter uh, for this part. So then we get Daredevil, right? Who's defending uh, the a costume maker? Not just a, a costume-, costume maker. The costume maker yeah, in L.A. The, the L.A. superhero costume maker. What's his name? Luke. Uh, Lucas I forget. Yeah, he had like some pretentious Lucas like made or something. Up, I don't, I don't remember. Like designer name, you know. Yeah, yeah. and um, I loved him. I love that guy. That guy was hilarious. He was the only likable male character in the entire show, like soup to nuts from the beginning to the end. They literally. Are you talking? Own- do you mean like likable male character, like specifically from that show? Because I enjoyed Wong and I enjoyed Daredevil. Yeah, no, like sh- Daredevil was a pre-established okay. character and Wong is a. You're talking about character. like actual characters. Yeah, the yes, only character invented for this show, in this show, that was yeah. male and not completely fucking useless was was yes. Luke. Fucking love that guy. Every every other male character that you meet is is. Is, is absolute garbage like like in some form or function like garbage pug garbage mayonnaise just the a mayonnaise bottle with a with with a with a goatee right with a with a five o'clock shadow uh all of the dudes from t- david atunga showed up pro wrestling's david atunga showed up to just be david like piece of shit Piece of shit, piece of shit. All the lawyers, pieces of shit. And Emil Blonsky ends up being a piece of shit, and he was a pre-character, technically. But like they, yeah. they triple down on like every single dude is a piece of shit. I fuck except Luke. Fucking love that guy. So he makes a fucking costume for some rich kid, who's the what fucking Frogger? The toad. Frog? The toad. Yeah, the Frogger. The toad or some shit like that. Yeah, the, yeah, who who by the way is also a piece of shit and also hilarious. What does he say? Ribbit and let's rip ribbit and rip it or rip it and rip yeah. it. Yeah, fucking terrible. So this fucking dweeb is a super villain, quote unquote, but he's not. He's just a spoiled rich kid with money. And he gets jet 
he gets he gets like a jumping pack thing and yeah. you put jet fuel in the boots. Straight uh, jet fuel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which he wasn't supposed to. And Daredevil, who's in court now because eats shit, uh smells the jet fuel. <laughs> and uh because the the episode's only 30 minutes long and they don't have time to write a legal drama or anything logical or reasonable. They're like, this is admissible in court. <laughs> like, ah. And so the guy admits, like, nah, yeah, I put Jet Fuel in. I mean, I didn't put Jet Fuel in. Like, literally, like a fucking putz. Uh, so Luke gets off. Like, with, like, all right, cool. And then he tells She Hulk to go fuck herself. Then, uh. Natch. Yeah. yeah which he should have, because he's the best male character on the show. Not the best character on the show. But he's the best male character in the show. Um, the best character in the show, of course, is, is Kevin, uh, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, so uh, then Daredevil goes to, like, fuck up Rabbit. Because Daredevil's like, it's time to fuck somebody up. It's been a couple of, of years. No, because he kidnaps. He kidnaps Luke. Yeah, the ra- yeah, rabbit yeah. does. Well, I'm making a joke. Yes, there's a reason yeah. for it, but that's not the funny part. The funny part is we get to see Daredevil fuck somebody up. So it's like, okay, cool. And then She-Hulk shows up and tries to fuck up Daredevil, who's like, who's he's just no. He's like, you can't fuck me up. So for no reason whatsoever, except that it's the only logical way to make this scene happen, she decides to use the clap that she mastered in one second on the island with Hulk, which was unnecessary in every conceivable way uh, at all. Like, there was no reason she should have even thought to do that move at all. She didn't know hearing. She didn't know any of that stuff. She just, it wasn't even like range was an issue. He was dodging everything anyway. There was no reason to think that would work, but she did it. No, that's, cool. that was her reason. No, that was her reason for doing it was because she couldn't hit him. So she's like, all right, we'll dodge this. She, I think that's literally what she says, and then she yeah, does she the did. thunderclap. Yeah, but like, what the fuck? That makes sense. Just, that makes sense to me, and I'm a simpleton. Uh, fair, and like, fair, fair. I'll give it to you then. I'll, I'll, I'll walk back my statement. Yeah. Because then she like is about to fucking decapitate him, and he's like, "No, I, it's me." Well, she's not no, actually, she, she, but like, she kind of wants like, to like. She wants to take off the mask to see who she's fighting. Yeah, which is like kind of shitty. But all right. So then she's like, Matt, are you really blind? And then they have this cool moment. And then Matt kind of gives her a uh, a 30 second for the uninitiated. uh, (laughs) So Matt gives her like a 30 second fucking like tutorial in not being a piece of shit hero. Like he literally does. He's like, here's all the ways to not be a piece of shit. She then again for the second time when an established hero with experience shows up, nah, nah, and then fucking ignores him and somehow makes the situation worse again. Uh, she does save him, technically, b- uh, but that's also not true because he was fine. Because Daredevil is always fine. But whatever. Look, it was. It was. Are you talking about the hallway scene? Because the hallway scene was like funny. It did rob us of potentially a third hallway scene with Daredevil, which, given. Daredevil's track record with hallway scenes was going to be epic. I thought it was funny that, like, her crash entrance. So, yeah, I thought it was funny. I really did. Like, I was like, ha, fuck you. And then I moved on. Yeah. And then they they got through it, right? And then they talk. Yep. 
and then they bone down. Like they bone down. Good. They bone down. Yeah. And like it is made very, very, very clear that uh, Daredevil made this bitch come. As yep. was it as She Hulk or was it as Jen? I don't know. It was as Jen. Oh, that's less impressive. I mean, like it's equally impressive, I guess, from like one perspective. But like Daredevil giving She Hulk an orgasm puts Daredevil at like seventy fifth greatest lover of all time. Uh, don't ask me who 1 through 74 is because I will answer that question. Okay, cool. Maybe later. Yeah. Uh, he was He was like, no, don't ask, totally don't ask me. That would be so dumb if you asked me. Like, But uh, like, as a joke, ask me. No, Just, what's number man. one? Anyway, what's, multiple what's, men. It's all multiple men. <laughs> <laughs> all 1 through down. 74. Multiple yeah. yeah, multiple men. Just every time. Think about it. Think about it for like a second. You're like, no, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> and then in the middle. No, but like just somewhere in the middle, like 32 is just like Steve Rogers. No, Steve Rogers sucks in bed. I know, like, no, I, yeah, but I just meant like someone random because that was the first name that came to mind because Clint, dude's got four kids. Uh, (laughs) no, uh, all right. So, uh, they bone down. He does the walk of shame, which is fucking equally hilarious. I don't know why anyone's complaining about it. I'm like, that's exactly what Daredevil would do. Uh, because, and this is very important, Daredevil likes to fuck. Is a slut. So, yeah, is, is, a is, slut. A, is a is a is a And we don't slut, slut shame here. We don't slut shame here, but he is a slut. Like we're not saying it's a bad thing. No, we are. He is, he is a dirty, filthy slut. She No, that's a perfectly she, fine. Like we've said this before. She Hulk is like an is like she's a connoisseur of dick. Like yeah. she can generally speaking hunt down high quality dick. She Hulk can, not Jen Walters. Uh she Hulk can hunt down. Uh Daredevil is any port in the storm slut. So um nasty little slut dragon that is. So uh Daredevil's like, yep, I fucked. Like in the Daredevil costume. Couldn't get like a duffel bag and a t shirt and and, and you Well know. he didn't have clothes under, yeah. Yeah, couldn't get. Who gives a shit? You could have gotten something. You think she? I would have loved to have seen Charlie Cox just like wearing a pair of booty shorts while doing the yeah, like. Would have been fine with shame. it if if like I fucking love Charlie Cox and I'm like I'm listen. This was better than that. Like give it credit where credits due. I think this was better. Also, I really do like Daredevil's new costume. Anyway, I don't want to talk too much about that. Um, so fucking like that happens and then the episode ends and she's like, "Wait, why are you still here? I came." She doesn't say that, but she does. And she's like, no, wait, is this, is, are we in the finale? Fucking what? And then we go to the finale, right? So she's still breaking the, the fourth and eighth wall and 16th wall. Like, fine, no problem, right? So we get to the finale. Turns out some piece of shit incel, uh, who the entire time, some guy named Todd, hired Josh to, like, sex tape up. And uh, revenge porn. Yeah some shit right and uh which yeah. by the way just disclaimer if you do actually fucking revenge porn someone you are a piece of shit like that's not being moralistic don't fucking do that you are garbage if you do that so moving uh, on i will i'll even triple down on this uh if you're not currently fucking somebody how about you just get rid of all of the 
Yeah. The shit yeah. you have. Like if you, exactly. if you might fuck him. Like if you like. I'm just saying, like, if there's somebody I'm currently sleeping with and I might sleep with again, like, I'm going to keep all that shit in. Like, I'm like, no, 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 no that's just, that's just going to come in handy in the future times I hit you up. But, like, if, like, you're not with somebody, like, if you're done with them, if you break up, if it's over, like, just get rid of that shit. You don't need it. What's yeah. that for? Wait, 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 why? Don't bother. Yeah. Don't do that. So, anyway, don't so be Todd a weirdo. does that shit. So Todd does that shit. Sex tapes the bitch. They go to the uh, female. I think it's called female lawyer of the of the year, right? It's not woman. It's no. Female. It was it it was um, it was like a lawyer show, but they just she was nominated for female lawyer of the yeah, year at female that. lawyer of the year, which I'm like, ugh. And then they comment on it. They're like, ugh. And then I'm like, ugh, ugh. So now we're all just grunting over the fucking heavy handed nature of this part of the story. All right, cool. She gets nominated, right? So she shows up at this fucking event, uh, and uh, uh, they put up a picture of her sex tape on the screen. Uh, and it's like kind of a sex tape, but like it's more like, uh, "Hey, we're going to bed," and that's it. Uh no, yeah, like, it was like the beginning of a sex tape. And like they pushed, like I said, I think when Vinny and I talked about this, we mentioned it. I was like, they went farther than I thought they would from like a Disney aspect of that. Of from like, a, it's on a Disney show. It was a lot yeah. from a, I yeah. would, I would be mortified if you saw it aspect. It was not a lot. It, yeah. But I'm saying like the implication was like everything that comes after that. Cause we're adults when we watch this, but man, yeah. Yeah, for a Disney correct, show, yeah. I was like, so oh, they so, that. So here's what happens, right? So this happens, and then uh, Jen, who has uh, made it very clear that she has perfect control of her anger, uh, because of all of the history, and this is what she's done the entire fucking season, uh, then rages out, which I don't hold against her, because that is the correct emotional response to that, if you're a person. But you're a Hulk. So she rages out and like literally tries to bring the building down. Not intentionally, but like through actions. Like she's fucking shit up, breaking walls and shit. Uh, she chases down somebody in a balaclava, like a ski mask, outside, like a group of people. And she catches him. And damage control stops her and i'm like am i with hulk anti-hulk guns i don't know and i'm like hold on they know she's a hero like they know she's pot because of the heroics things she's done she's not on the books as a villain like we'll just put it that way and they weren't giving her the benefit of the doubt after holding a man in a fucking ski mask. All right, bad writing. Cool. Let's keep going. So, yeah, like, okay, cool. You're shitty at writing. Now, here's the PS3 resistance. Now we're in the finale. This finale was so good. Uh, that it was I. Bad. It, it was so good that it was bad and so bad that it was good. Okay. That's, so, you know. 
It was uh, both. It's both. Here's here's here, here's what happened. I'm sorry if I'm taking up too much of your fucking time. If you guys want, if you guys end up skipping this, I understand. But holy fucking shit! So now uh, Jen's locked up, right? Because of reasons, and she gets an ankle bracelet that prevents her from transforming into the She-Hulk, which is definitely not something that would exist uh, under any circumstances. Uh, and if it was, she'd rip it off, become She-Hulk, and be immortal again, because that's how powerful the Hulks are. But okay. Cool, let's keep the story going. So she can't become She-Hulk ever again. She becomes basically fucking homeless. Um, she moves back in with her family. Like Everything goes poorly for her. Uh, something happens with like Pug and uh, unnamed paralegal. Uh, oh, they, they find they out They infiltrate about intelligentsia. the intelligentsia and they're having yeah. some kind of fucking meeting... And the meeting uh, is like He-Man Woman Haters Club. Yeah, they literally it's the He-Man Woman Haters Club. Thank you so much for that fucking little rascals uh reference. Because that's it, you couldn't fun, have been more accurate. Fun fun Josh fact. That is the first movie I ever uh remember seeing in theaters. Um so it holds a special place in my heart. Uh fun Tony fact. I've never seen that movie. I was referencing the TV show. I'm not even that much older than you. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just remembered the TV show because it was on like on like the Nickelodeon at, or Nickelodeon yeah. or one of those. Like my grandmother used to watch that shit and black all the black and white shows. My grandma fucking loved. I don't know why, but she fucking loved it. So whenever I was like growing up, and I would I would see that shit, and she would yeah. be like, "That's spanky," and I was like, "That's not a word you should say," because I was a <laughs> child and things meant different things when I was a kid. Anyway, yep. So. Uh, now they're like they're infiltrating the He-Man Woman Haters Club, and they're like, "Yeah, fuck She-Hulk." An abomination shows up, uh, completely misreading the situation. <laughs> like, yeah, completely. They, they're at they're at Emil Blonsky's like retreat where he thinks like he's giving like a self help seminar, not realizing that they're taking this self help like advice as like we can be our best selves by hating yeah. women. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Okay. So like beautiful. I love how we're synced right now. So like he transforms into the abomination, which is against the terms of his parole, uh, specifically for showmanship. But he does not do it to be strong or, or, or to hurt or to intimidate or to, he does it because Dude, He's I would dedicated to his craft. Yeah, I would absolutely listen to the twelve foot tall green monster, uh, like with a British accent, explaining how to unlock my secret. Like I'm like, no, I'm in. Let's go. Like that's exactly what I'd be paying for. So the dude is the dude is committed to his craft. You're 100 percent right. So he's there, and these guys are like, fuck women. Like, and they're like, they're shelling out some of the most forchaniest things I've ever like. I have, I don't think I've ever heard it is, a human being have the opinions it, that they shared out loud. Physically heard? No. Read on the internet? Yeah. Yes. It is like they went to, um, now this, this subreddit is making fun of the people who say these, but like the subreddit just neckbeard things where they post like, all the most incelly neckbeard like statements as like look at these fucking idiots it's like someone was just like all right what are these idiots saying and let's put those words in their mouth 
All right, I'm on just neckbeard things for waiter. It yeah, so it is a it is not like the place where neckbeards go. It is the place where people go to post things to make fun of neckbeards. So. All right. Anyway, so, uh, uh, so, uh, Jen shows up, right? Turns out, uh, that Todd, right, did all of this so he could get the She-Hulk's blood and become the Hulk King, who he was the whole time. This mm-hmm. is a real thing that happened. Uh, well, real. No, it happened in the show. Like they were like, and then he becomes the derpiest Hulk I've ever fought. Sorry, up to this yes. point, up the derpiest Hulk point. I've ever seen. Spoilers, everybody. It gets mm. fixed real. Qu- they fix this shit real quick. So uh, then the Hulk shows up to fight Abomination. Who's trying to protect uh, uh, Jen, who cannot transform into the Hulk. And, like, shit's just all over the fucking place. Like, everything is all over. Does Wong show up? I don't fuck. No, Daredevil shows No. Who shows Daredevil up? shows up. Yeah, Daredevil shows up. And he's like, I don't know fucking what's going on. So, so, so now, this is what's happening. Jen's like, this is fucking ridiculous. And I'm like, you're right character on the tv show i'm like you are 100 percent accurate this is the dumbest shit i've ever fucking seen what's going on so she's like all right wait i gotta figure this out so then she breaks the fourth wall by running through the disney plus uh loading screen or the the, the yeah. selection screen or whatever menu and then she enters the disney studio and she walks into the writer's room and I shit you not, the actual writers, the real life writers, not all of them, but most of them, the writers of that show were in that room. And then Going. when when She-Hulk was like, fuck you doing, guys, they literally cell phoned in, in, a, in the most amazing way I've ever seen. They're like, we really don't know what we're doing. We just figured we would just tell the story. They would admit to the audience as characters who are themselves that they have no fucking idea how to tell a goddamn story right. It's beautiful. It's it's. I was like, oh, oh my God. It almost forgives you for writing a bad story, but please quit and never do this again to not ruin any other story. This is amazing. Okay, so then they're like, but we're going to introduce you to Kevin who's got the final say on all of this. And we're like, oh, Kevin Feige's going to do a cameo. No, it's fucking GLaDOS. It's GLaDOS from Portal. It's a fucking fucking AI. It's a goddamn robot with the Kevin Feige fucking hat. And the robot is an AI who's making the perfect algorithm for fucking stories, except apparently he fell asleep on this one. (laughs) so, So he's like, oh, shit, what do you want? And she's like, this is the ending I want, which is... Also fucking terrible. So She-Hulk gets to get rid of the dog shit writing while shitting on the writers of the fucking entire season and also gets her own ending however she wants. And it's also dog shit. So now she comes back 
and like Emil Blonsky is turning himself in for something, I guess for for breaking for his uh, and then saving his... her life because that's what yeah. he was trying to do. And then Todd doesn't become a Hulk; he just gets arrested for revenge porn. <laughs> And then Daredevil is like, let's get cupcakes or some shit. And none of it makes any sense. And then they're all having fucking barbecue. And the Hulk shows up from outer space with his son's scar. With the no worst explanation whatsoever. Haircut. And this dude's hairline. <laughs> Is it, it starts at the top Think. of his head? It please just Google scar from She Hulk. Hold on. Think for before you do that, I just want to give you this mental picture so you can prepare yourself. Imagine a Franciscan monk, right? So they have the bowl, but like the blank on top. Now imagine if they took that hairline and flipped it perpendicular and then placed it back on the back of his head. That's Scar's haircut. It is the worst it is terrible and they just introduce like they just slash introduce him they're like yeah no uh this is my son and then like daredevil is there having fucking dinner with everybody and they're like you guys gonna get married and i'm like what the fuck are they to be fair, yeah, that like that—that's something I could see parents doing. Of like, oh, she brought a boy home. Are you getting married? Oh, you're a lawyer. How much do you make? And the worst thing about it all is that entire time she was just fucking Jen. So She-Hulk ends. The finale of She-Hulk is two terrible endings to a story that didn't earn any endings. <laughs> I loved it. I fucking I'm 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 rescinding everything. First of all, do not pay for Disney Plus. That's the first rule. Pirate the ever-loving shit out of She-Hulk. Grab a fucking bottle of your favorite booze or as much flour as you can come across. Turn or this or just like one edible. Yeah, one or you might need two over the course of like nine times 30. No, because it's like four hours. It's like four yeah. hours of total content. Yeah. You need one edible. All right. Like one, one, one whole good edible. edible. Yeah, like one whole yeah, edible like one or maybe whole... a brownie or something. Get fucked yeah. up. Binge watch this on an afternoon, like a weekend afternoon. I promise you, you're going to be like, yo, this shit sucks. It's like a Sunday so... afternoon where you're like, I don't want to. Like you, like where you're in that mood where you're like, man, I have to go back to work tomorrow. Like instead, yeah. no, here's what you Be do. Bmovies.to, moviesjoy.to. I don't care what bullshit illegal piracy website you use to watch this. Do not pay them for this. It is not worth money. It is terrible. It is you have to watch it. You when you get to the don't even just watch the ending. Like watch the whole thing. Even if you're like, I don't really like what's going on. Good. You're not supposed to. The writers admitted you're not supposed to. They they basically outed themselves as being shitty at writing. And I'm not even being like facetious. They they this is what happened. They did this. And then they proved it. Oh my god. Like it wasn't a courtroom drama. It wasn't a, a legal drama. 
It wasn't a comedy. It was never it was... supposed to be a courtroom drama. I, yes. I will say that. Yeah, it I was agree. supposed to be a legal comedy, um, but they were it... real loose on the legal part of it. And they were that real even... loose on the comedy part of it, dude. I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was funny. There, there I was, did too. Like, I laughed. Like... I'm not taking that away. I laughed a lot, but I don't think I laughed the same way that they thought people would laugh. Um, I would say more often than not, I thought the way, like it, like I didn't find it funny because of how bad it was. There was like things that I like, I legitimately found funny about it. So, I'd like to point out that there's a promo poster, uh, for uh Madison with mm-hmm. the Y and two N's. The yeah. actress's name Patty Guggenheim. By the way, she's a fucking stone cold foxes bitch. She is gorgeous. Like, Are you talking about the one that makes it uh, where someone superimposed Wanda's face over it? No, I'm just because she her. kind of looks like Elizabeth Olsen. Oh, I guess she does kind of look like Elizabeth. Olsen. Yeah. Anyway, so someone she is, is gorgeous. Put Wanda's they, face they put her. She was in literally one episode, and in that mm-hmm. one episode, she was in it for a grand total of seven minutes. And most of the fun was the post credit scene. She's doing interviews. Is she? Yeah, they're doing interviews about what she was doing. I was like, you were drunk party girl. And she did it so well. Yeah, I like she did great. Her name is Patty Guggenheim. She is a comedian. Uh, every picture I've seen of her, she is a 10 out of 10 gorgeous. Uh, uh, I love her. And I hope she knows that uh, she was my favorite part of this show. She was also my favorite part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Not necessarily. Her acting was fine. Not her character. I didn't particularly care for her character that much. What I did care for uh, is every scene she was in. Wongers. Wongers. Yeah, I, I call people Wongers now. Why? Oh my god, Wongers. Like... Yeah, yeah, she I love her. I love this bitch. I love her to death. I hope nothing but good things happen to her. I hope she gets cast in a different Marvel movie where she doesn't have to play drunk party girl. I hope we see Madison again though. That would be impossible. We'd have to get a She-Hulk season two. No, but no, we just have to see her in connection to Wong in something else. I hope, like, even if it what it is, is you know how, like, Wong's just kind of been, like, the connecting force for Phase 4 recently for some reason? Yeah. Benedict Wong um, is, is, is now the Nick Fury of the MCU, and I, I support that completely. I hope one time Wong shows up somewhere, we see in the background of the portal, is just Madison chilling on his couch watching TV, and he's like, all right, I gotta leave now. And then, like just so they can go back to watching well, shitty um, TV together. Wong's girlfriend died in Doctor Strange. No, not that not because they're dating, but because they're BFFs and they watch shitty TV together like yes, Grey's but Anatomy. They could be dating and that makes me happier. You're telling me know. you don't want Wong to pull down Madison? I'm not saying I don't want that. I just think their relationship works better if they're not dating and they're BFFs. That's all worst wingman ever we're trying Look, to get man, long laid here we're trying to get long laid here. it's about the craft all right and the craft is 
good character dynamics and BFFs is better for them. Um, all right, Tony, final, final rating on She-Hulk season one now that you've actually seen it. Because this has kind of been the the Tony B. reviews She-Hulk like we did with Vinny and Bad Movie. B. All right. I give it I'd give it a B minus. Um but yeah. Here's how we fix She-Hulk. I'm gonna give you give you the 30 second pitch on this, right? Uh when you hire writers or directors or anybody you give them one of three, you give them three questions. These are yes or no questions, right? They have to answer yes to all three in order to be hired. This is very simple. Number one, are you familiar with the character of She-Hulk from the comics? Okay. If the answer is no, no, sorry. You have to be at least familiar with the comic too. Number two, are you willing to do research into the character of She-Hulk for the comic from the comics uh to really iron down the story if the answer is no you can let them go and number three were you born deficient because that's the that's the one that i feel like they prop like they lied for the first two that's the one that i'm pretty confident they were just like no no that's fine or maybe they went the other way around maybe they're like yes ah like that's the like were you like what is your malfunction because there was such a good story in here. Mm-hmm. They, like it, there was. I mean it. There I even like really I even story. I even like the format that they chose, which was like something to like break away from like everything else we were seeing in Marvel. And like that's kind of like what She-Hulk almost is in the comics, is like a little bit of a break from like just the we're super serious, you know, the like 30 minute light-hearted approach i thought would was going to be a good idea the episodic mm-hmm. nature the freak of the week nature of it i thought was going to be a good idea the uh overarching issue of jen coming to grips with uh who she was being a useless person before like and by useless let's be clear she was still a lawyer she was just a mousy like piss ant. Uh her coming to grips with the fact that that's not who she is anymore and embracing the She-Hulk care. They had the ingredients to bake a cake, but instead they made a sugar omelet. No, like, like what it they added you know, like, they had all of the right ingredients they didn't put it in right they didn't cook it right yeah it's like a with, cake yeah that comes out wrong like you're like you had it you even put it in the oven somehow and you just like you didn't fold what, in the eggs right you didn't you know that's mix what I'm saying. Like, the, yeah you you confused how many pounds of flour like how many like you're a cups of flour versus like cups of egg yolk you're like all right 36 egg yolks, a <laughs> cup of flour, some sugar. Put it a in the table. oven. You're like, you just made an omelet. That's don't not we, a cake. Don't we even need to preheat the oven? No, it's just preheat quiche. it with it in the oven. Yeah. It's a quiche. Like, what, what are you doing? Like, that's what they did. There was a lot of opportunities in my mind for this show to right the wrong. Uh, there were opportunities where I felt like they were. 
and they they kind of they feel like they got so close so many times and if they had set up the entire series to not have the like i like the ending better if it was earned and we had never seen todd we saw him once and that was it because then you could say like Wait, that one guy was the bad guy? The whole what kind of garbage is this? I would have liked it better if the we if we met the writers and they were like, we just were taking it in a different direction. And they're like, well, how about we take it there? Like, I would have liked it better if the ending She-Hulk gave us, the character of She-Hulk gave us, was a good ending to the story they actually told. But it wasn't. So they had all of the pieces there. If there's a season two, the only thing I hope is that everyone who's involved in from season one either learned their lesson or isn't involved. I don't wish ill on people. I don't want them to be fired. But like you kind of fucked up something that was a good thing. And you could do you can hide behind the fact that like there are misogynists on the internet. You're right. You can hide behind that fact, just like the Charlie's Angels movie did. When when nobody watched that movie, and uh, what's her name? Uh, the uh, Elizabeth Olsen? No, Elizabeth. Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks was like, it's because of all the misogynists. Be like, you made a movie and nobody saw it. Grow the fuck up. If I wanted to make a video game, I would make a video game targeted to men. Because men play video games more than women. And also men spend more money in video games than women. With one exception. If I wanted to target women with a video game, I'd make Candy Crush. It is the only video game currently that has reported a higher demographic of female players than male players. But I'm sure there are others. The market is growing for women, but you market to the biggest group. Do you know who the biggest group of Marvel fans are? Marvel fans. Tell a She-Hulk story that doesn't suck. You want to tell an empowering woman story? You're empowered to do that too. Probably like the same way that the comic books did when they created the character of She-Hulk. Do you want to make a story? Like, was every character in the She-Hulk comics, was every male character a literal pissant, garbage person, or jar of mayonnaise probably not okay tell the story right tell a good story everything falls in line again whether you guys enjoyed it or not that's not for me to say i'm not here to gatekeep it hope you enjoyed it i'm happy if you did that doesn't change the fact that it has poor reviews and it was the least it was least it was more ignored than ms marvel which I thought was great, literally up until the last 40 seconds. <laughs> I thought every aspect, to be fair, 14 there was, seconds even, yeah, really. Yeah. Da, 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 fuck you. I said it. Uh, I said it in the uh, day when, when I heard that sound. Um, yep. And Ms. Marvel wasn't watched. And like, there's only so much racists, bigots, the bad. Like, there's only so much of that before, like, you're now the boy who cried wolf. You know what I mean? How many times do we are we the general consumers going to believe that this show 
that is that was so good because of something else was downvoted to oblivion by the 500 fucking incels that could do anything about it. Like, come on. Uh, tell, uh, tell, a good, tell a good story. Tell a good story. People will watch it. And yes, there will always be complaints. But people generally will see through bullshit complaints if they want to do something. If the complaint is, She-Hulk's all about women, like then yeah, they're going to be like, okay, then I'll just watch a show about women. I don't care. Designing women was the shit. So was Golden Girls. I don't know what to tell you. You know what I mean? Like, none of this fucking matters. Um, Like, okay, cool. But like, if you're going to go out and be like, yeah, the pacing was real bad. And then the response to that is like, you just don't like women. It's like, wait, what if, what about the pacing? Like people who aren't retarded are going to be like, wait, what's the valid criticism of this? I'll check it out. Oh, I see it. But it was still fun. Like I enjoyed it. Yeah, go ahead. I, I'm telling you, I gave it a B plus B, B to B plus somewhere in that range. Which is high, which is higher than the score I gave it. Um, and I actually did enjoy the show like from start to finish. I was not kidding. When we were talking, I was like the ending, the final episode saved it for me because I laughed so goddamn hard. Why I laughed was not the reason they wanted. Like I didn't laugh because the jokes they were telling were funny. This is like the comedian. I'm not laughing that the comedian is telling funny jokes. I'm laughing that his dick fell out of his pants and he doesn't know it. But I came to laugh. He made me laugh. You get your points. I laughed hysterically watching that. I mean, like almost to the point where like Matt or John would have had to <laughs> knock on my door to see I was okay. Because I was like, <gasps> like deep breathing. And this is, uh, I thought it was fucking great. Now that said, if you want to watch something really good on Disney plus werewolf by night, uh, yeah. that shit was real good. That shit was real good. I could have used a little bit more of it, but uh, it's, I like I'm not mad. Like I'm not. Like, I, I hope we get. Longer. I was just kind of like I liked it. I liked it a lot. I wish I could watch I more of it. We get more, not necessarily Werewolf by Night stories, but, but that I, style, if that noir, that the special presentation. No, just the special presentations. Like if that's the quality of like the special presentations we're gonna get, like one forty-five minute, well done short story bring them on like um the upcoming guardians those make less money those make less money because they can't bilk you for a month and a half of of of, Uh, of, disney uh, plus yeah Yeah, whatever but like the upcoming guardians um christmas special like if if you know it's i think it's a special yeah it is a marvel special presentation um there's rumors that we're gonna get a like before the Fantastic Four movie, a um, Silver Surfer special presentation. Like, I Ooh, hope we get spicy. yeah, where it is. It's it's nothing to do with the Fantastic Four necessarily, but like it's just gonna focus on the Silver Surfer, and then 
there's talk that like the Silver Surfer might show up in the Fantastic Four movie, but this is their way of introducing the Silver Surfer into the MCU is not through a movie, not through a TV show, or like and not even just him showing up in the Fantastic Four movie, but beforehand, we are going to get a special presentation. Now, granted, that's a rumor. Who knows if that's true? But so spicy special presentations love them i am i am massively appreciative massively appreciative of at any given time 50 percent of what marvel's doing 50 percent uh i i can honestly say in the mcu stuff anyway um about half of phase four was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Like if you really bring it down, about half of it. There was no neutral for me though. Black Widow, like again, how much oh, what were you supposed to put in that cake? Sugar? Fuck, I put salt in. I put three cups of salt in. Well, that's not going to be a fucking cake now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's going like, to be a biscuit. Black Widow was you put too much salt in the goddamn cake. You nailed that fucking movie for every aspect. The, the CGI was a little weak, but like, fuck that. I'm not going to bitch on that. I really won't bitch on that as like a if that's a nitpick, that's fine. If yeah. it's part of a problem if it's one of five things it comes up you know i'll what be I mean? honest like i'll admit the cgi isn't great but like the first time i saw it i guess maybe because i was just paying attention to the movie as a whole you know like it, like i didn't notice it it wasn't until people were like man the cgi wasn't great and i was like what it wasn't what do you mean it wasn't and then i went back and i was like oh yeah it's like I, you could like see then um like what they were talking about and so but like yeah. if, if that's and, and, how you're it wasn't the entire it. movie CGI. Yeah. But there were parts in the movie where you were like, Ugh. yeah, and that's what I'm saying is like if the but first time falling, you're viewing a movie part, when they were falling, that final scene, that was really good. That was done very yeah. well. I was like, oh, okay. Except for the, you know, the part where Taskmaster was still fucking ruined. Whatever. But they, they actually set up Taskmaster very well. Like, yeah, they, they built, created a, a blank slate for MCU built, Taskmaster. They built, they, they set the character up well, then they fucking shit on it. But they they set up, okay, what if instead of Tony Masters, it's Antonia Masters, who's Drakov's daughter, who, bla- who like, Natasha attempted to kill. And she has a vendetta specifically insofar that she's willing to undergo these, oh, she was forced to do it by the guy who's a, like, I use this. He's not even a comic book villain. He's a funny papers villain. He's like a family. Yeah. He was like a family. He's like a bad Bond move. A bad Bond villain. He's like, no, going. he's like a ripoff of James Bond Bond villain. Like he's on he's on like a a a a like dollar bin Jorms bo- bong. Like <laughs> yeah. 
he is dog shit. He was an unbelievably unbelievable villain. The only resource the world has an abundancy of unwanted girls. You wrote that and someone's <laughs> like, roll with it. Get cancer. Fuck you. That is the worst. Like, how did that dude deliver that line and not immediately be like, double my salary? That line's dog shit. Just like Holy. turn around to the director and be like, wait, hold on. Am I am I what? reading this right? Like, I must something must be wrong with my script here because there this should be. Yeah. Um, and then they like, OK, so why was Taskmaster trying to kill Black Widow? She was forced to. No, sidebar. no, she was not. No, she wanted to. Or else her motivations as a villain are stupid and she doesn't need to exist anymore. And the fact that she's Antonia, Dracov's daughter, becomes fucking irrelevant if there's no emotional attachment from Dracov's daughter to Natasha. doesn't matter if Natasha has a fucking problem with it. It matters if Dracov's daughter has a fucking problem with it. But that's okay. The person who wrote that story doesn't know how to write an action movie. We learned that by watching that movie. They can go to Shang-Chi, and the person who wrote Shang-Chi kind of has a good idea of how to write an action movie, but they don't know how, how to write a, a fantasy story. So they kind of goofed on that one a little bit. Then we go to Eternals, and that movie sucked on ice, and I don't have to say anything else about that. Because you're telling me, as a human being who exists with all five of my fucking senses, that eternal gods who created a race of beings with the purpose of protecting the planet found it necessary to give one of them super speed and make them deaf. Go eat shit. I don't care that the actress is deaf. You know what makes you an actress? Being able to do things you can't do. Act like you can fucking hear. Act like you can fucking hear. That's it. That, that's, that's don't act like it. you can tell. Don't, yeah, it doesn't matter. Don't write the story. I don't give a shit. You're telling me the other one? You're telling me that the Celestial... By the way, Mercari is not deaf in real life. Right? That's that's in, in real life. In the fucking... Comic. Yeah, I, I know what you meant. Yeah. Um, yeah, like it, okay, but then same, same logic, right? They were like, hey, you, you're going to look like a fucking child for, the, for your entire life. That's going to cause some problems. We don't give a shit. Like... That movie sucked. Uh, what what else did I miss? Uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man was great. No notes. Changed Doctor nothing. Strange. Doctor Strange. Uh, again, I feel like the parts of Doctor Strange that I thought were good had very little to do with it being Doctor Strange. And uh, I feel like they they done they done fucked up Wanda, and I can't forgive them for that. Like they ruined Wanda in that movie for me. Uh, and um, also, I don't know why Chiwetel Ejiofor was in it as Mordo. Look, I do. Because Mordo, yeah. And then that movie wasn't was... good. I feel bad because I think that Sam Raimi could have made a good movie, but I think that. He was picking up too many pieces of other bullshit and he didn't know how to work it in. I feel bad because I think he's a fine director, but yeah. Uh, and then there was a uh, Thor. 
and then that I don't think that in. movie was that bad. I I but that's a I don't, yeah. I I I I voiced my one criticism of that movie, right? It was uh, I'm very sick and tired of seeing Thor, uh, learn the, to... the same Thor movie learn to become a hero. Like yeah, he's not overcoming new obstacles. He's just overcoming the same obstacle in a new way, and that's not to me. That's fine, but I don't. I, and and then all right, the other criticism I had was that Thor had the key the whole time yeah and the ability to get there the entire time uh with the whole bifrost thingy and uh this was a real the magic was inside of you all along bastion like all right get fucked get fucked wizard of oz uh i i don't know I, I don't think it was as bad as people seem to think it was, but I don't think it was good either. Maybe it's different. Maybe my problems with that movie are different than most people's problems with that movie. But like uh, the general consensus um, was that like pacing, like and there there felt yes. like there was too much going on and none of it was fleshed out or connected well enough um, to make a, a holistic plot also um, why the fuck would thor care if heimdall's son changed his name fuck you no he wouldn't he'd be like axel rock on but he wouldn't give a shit that's not yeah the fuck you yeah you know what i'm triple in that fuck that no no fuck that movie uh <laughs> i'm in i'm in from that one that's the one part that i was like that's complete character assassination of thor there's a lot of it i didn't like but that's the one like jane foster was a was a more enjoyable character and I hate Jane Foster in the comics. Uh well Jane Foster Thor in the comics. But she was more enjoyable in that movie. Valkyrie didn't really do anything, so I don't give a shit. Um what was the last so, movie? Is that it? That was the last movie. That right? that brings us to Black Panther and five days um from listening. Well really like four. November eleventh. So, yeah. yeah. But like pre screen or like min like they don't do midnight releases anymore. So like my movie ticket is for like 7 PM on the 10th, you know? So like I, the whole, like a movie releases on, like it's usually the day before, I guess when they say that it means like it's hit every market by then. So, but yeah, for like this week, let's, let's just say this week is black Panther. All right. So let's talk, let's talk about it. What are you thinking? Man, I of course I want it to be good. So like that that's a cop out answer. I don't know what to think of this because like honestly the marketing for this has just been I want to say non-existent even. Like we've gotten I think two trailers for this. Like think back to like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Now granted we're probably going to get like the final launch trailer this week. But like there was like 15 different Thor trailers, like 15 different Doctor Strange trailers. And I think there's only been like two Black Panther trailers and then like not much else in terms of even marketing. So what they've seen to set up is like the classic uh, Atlantis versus uh, Wakanda storyline. Uh, Namor looks dope. They kept his wing feeties. 
So and then he used them, and they were he adorable. Uses a, they were it's great. Adorable. He's like, did he stand it all regal and shit? And then you look, and down, then he starts and hopping through like, the wee, 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 yeah, wee. little flapping, <laughs> and then he starts hopping through the air. I love it. Um, so like, I, like really, sure. I, I, I'm concerned about how much the plot is gonna work and because like they've uh ryan uh coogler the writer and director of it has said the plot for the first one was finished before chadwick bosman died like he was like the movie was finished i was basically i had written it and then i was gonna send it to um marvel to like approve you know or whatever like um and then like three weeks after that chadwick boseman died and it's just like how and then we've all kind of heard about like there was some like delays in production and like some rewrites and obviously aside from just like okay now we can't have t'challa in this movie um so i'm i'm hoping that it's a coherent movie i'm now a little bit worried that it might not be i know um, it won't be so I'm going into this movie, right? My expectations are low. I'm going into this movie wanting to see three things, okay? A hint at Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. Okay. Umbaku. Literally Umbaku. Just that motherfucker. I love him. I love him so goddamn much. I'm and we mad know he's that they don't be in call there. him the man-ape. Although I do understand why they do not. I am not. Mm-hmm. I am not going to uh, fight them. I'm calling <laughs> that man. That's Winston. not the hill. Yeah. I'm not die dying on. on that hill. I'm just saying. I kind of wish he got his name from the comics. From the great white gorilla. Uh, but uh, that's just mad racist. So I'm cool with them not calling it, and I'm I can pronounce Mbaku. So I love Mbaku. I love that dude. Do you know who I don't? Who I used to love? Shuri. Do you know who I want to love again? Shuri. Do you know I loved Shuri as the Black Panther when I was playing Marvel Heroes? I exclusively used the Shuri Black Panther skin because Black Panther always kind of felt a little bit more feminine. Like when I, I mean, think of when I uh, think of animals, right? I think lions, like with the hairy ass manes and shit, are masculine. And then I think any of the like furry house cat like size ones, <laughs> the, the I think are female. Yeah, the big ass, the chung, the chunguses. You know, like any. I I always think like panthers, all chicks. Well, I mean, Boss, Cheetahs, all chicks. Um, the the actual panther god is a, a female. You know, female. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah, like so, so like I've always kind of shipped the Black Panther as a female character in my head. So seeing Shuri as the Black Panther, I agree with. Um, I do. I like. I'm like, okay, cool, great. I want to believe it. Um. I don't want them to spoon feed it to me. I want them to be like, and now this brilliant fucking child has taken the magic synthetic seed of the heart-shaped herb that we regrew 
because there was no fucking way we didn't keep fucking seeds of that plant hidden in some kind of thing in case of uh, another thing uh, for what it's worth. I just drew a whole bunch of random words there. But like, (laughs) I want to believe all of it. Uh, I do not give a flying ass fuck about uh, T'Challa's mom. I'm happy the actress is there. I do not care about her. Yeah, I'm happy Angela Bassett's there. I do not give a fuck about her. She better be in the first three minutes and the last three minutes of the goddamn movie. She better not. If she dies, she dies. But that she is not important to the story, although the actress is important. We are not get here to watch the story of the family of T'Challa. We are here to watch the Black Panther fuck up or get fucked up by name. That's what I'm here for. I My expectations on a scale of 1 to 100, uh, my expectations are the same for this movie as it was for Black Panther. And it was different before Chadwick Boseman died. After the first Black... My expectations for the Black Panther movie, I was like, they're going to fuck this shit up. I knew they were going to. And then they didn't. 60%. I was like, like 61. Like an F plus. That's what they... Like, that's what I was giving it. They nailed it. They had shit CGI. That was the biggest weakness I had in that movie. Everything else made a little bit of sense to me. I, I really had a hard time finding plot holes in that movie. I could pick a couple right now out of thin air if you really want me to ruin your favorite shit, but I'm not in that because generally speaking, most people liked Black Panther. So generally speaking, I'm going to leave the plot holes I found on the side so you don't think about it. Um, and again, they're all nitpicky anyway. Chadwick Boseman died and like the conversation around this was like, are we going to recast him? I was like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you are. They're like, no, we and decided they said not no. to. I was like, you are stupid. You are and the it, dumbest. It's only going to make it worse in the future if they ever try to bring T'Challa back. Like in Secret Wars, if they try to bring T'Challa back, it's like, why could you not just do it now? Like rip that Band-Aid off. I, I understand why they did it. I don't care. I don't care. Like, I do not care that uh, the re- their reason why wasn't good enough for me, the consumer. We just better never see T'Challa again in the MCU. Well, like, that's, that's bad too, because I don't want to never see him again. I, love I don't know what I'm, hold on. What I'm saying is not because I don't love T'Challa. It's like, if you weren't going to do it now, then fine, commit. I'm all about, you know, consistency and committing. So if you're saying no out of respect for, you know, Chadwick Boseman, we're not going to do this cool then you can never do it again but if you come back in like even like 10 years and like and now a new t'challa i'm gonna be like fuck you it was never about that and i I will say this uh the music from the first movie like three of the songs of the soundtrack made it to my like most played that year on spotify and uh from like all the kendrick lamar ones yeah first of all yes uh, but like all the stars and shit, I was like, yo, this soundtrack fucking fire. So I expect the soundtrack for Hulk, for, for Black Panther, Wakanda forever to be equally as fire. Uh, but now I am in fact, uh, giving this now, my expectation of this movie is like 65. Would have um, been more, 
I have some information that I'm trying to avoid talking about too. I don't know how real it is. I don't. I don't know any of that. Uh, Rihanna released. Uh, she did, her song what was it like last Friday, like sometime recently. She did, uh, and so that's out. If anyone wants to go listen to it, um, yeah. My my expectations are low. Um, not that I think it's going to be like a colossal fuck up. I just like. I feel like it's going to be in line um, with like Doctor Strange or even Thor, where it's like there was stuff there. It just doesn't meld or have any type of cohesion to it. So, so we know the reason Nate, like, listen, let's talk about the comic because that's what it is. We know the reason Namor is attacking them is because they don't have a king. They are they are without they have regular defenses, but they don't have leadership and without yeah. the leadership. And like, let's be clear. They don't have leadership. I'm going to triple down on this. They do not have leadership. They have a you regent know, and they have um, the queen regent. And that's it. And then Shuri and Shuri, who is too young. Black Pan, uh, uh T'Challa was not too young. I think it was like canonically i think he was in his 30s like late 20s early 30s yeah um he was not too young and he's been groomed for that we're sure he was not do you know that this movie better open with them being like mbaku you are in charge now and he's like bet that's it you start with that shit namor never comes in that's not what's gonna happen they're gonna be like we don't know who's in charge namor's gonna come up and baku's gonna slap his bitch ass out of the air, wing first with his giant murder stick. And they're going to be like, that dude's in charge. He's like, make me the Black Panther. And they're going to be like, you don't get to be the Black Panther. Uh, he's like, but the Black Panther is the ruler. He's like, no, the Black Panther is the protector. And Shuri gets to be the Black Panther. And we know it's Shuri because of that dope ass scene in the trailer where she just falls from fucking a thousand feet up and just and lands claws. complete silence. And I was like, yeah. <gasps> Fucking cool, man. The trailer for the, the one trailer they released for this, I did not see a thing wrong with it. Yeah, I, was like, I haven't seen cool. anything wrong with the trailers. So every aspect of this, I was like, this shit's cool as fuck. Um, so I'm in. What? I'm in for that. And then we had one other trailer drop. Ant-Man and Quantumanium. Yeah. I, I watched I watched the Quantumania trailer. Uh I might have watched it enough times that I would have watched what the full movie would have been. Like I might have watched it like <laughs> like twenty times enough to times. get like an hour. Yeah. Yeah, like sixty times. Uh for for an hour and twenty minutes worth of uh, and I, I like ripped that entire thing around. It was like, okay, there's so much in there. Scott's yeah. getting no respect, uh, at all. His his daughter was recast. Uh, how old is his daughter supposed to be in this? Uh, wait, did everybody absolutely panic when they realized, hey, we're gonna do some fucked up shit to the quantum realm? And nobody told Michelle Pfeiffer before that happened. Yeah. Like, 
Like she was she like, just like, shows up to the day like, of the test. Happen? Yeah. How did this, how did you guys get this far without talking to the most you like experienced expert on the quantum yeah. realm bullshit? Then you see the quantum realm kind of for a second and you're like, yo, this shit, this shit pretty. And then the music they're playing in there. It's like Elton John. I'm like, yep. oh my god, this is great. Uh, we don't get Kang until we get Kang, and we get Kang, and we get Kang, we get Kang Daddy. It's Kang with a capital, all letters. Is that the TVA? Are we like? No, that is not the TVA. That is, oh my gosh, what is it? It's it's. Um, we know the name of the city, but yeah. Like, it is it so it's not the TVA because the TVA exists outside of space and time, whereas the quantum realm exists between space and time. If that if that makes any sense, I know it doesn't. Um, that's kind of how to explain the TVA is that basically the quant if, if you think of like different dimensions and uh, multiverses and like time periods as like tectonic plates the quantum realm is the is the space between those plates whereas like the tva would be like in the atmosphere observing all of this so i don't know man dude i fucking (laughs) love jonathan majors man look i'm just i'm just saying like and this I, is not, the, the, and for uh, anyone that doesn't know, uh, this is not the man who is at the end of time. The, like the no, first died. Kang. Yeah, the first Kang that we see, this is another Kang. Um, one of the ones that we were told we should be worried about. This is, this is Kang the Conqueror. This is who this is. This is 100%. He got the helmet. He got the mask. He got the face scars. The outfit looks perfect. Dude, dude, like my Halloween costume is going to forever be that Kang the Conqueror outfit. It is dope. Every aspect of Quantumania looks dope. Uh, Jonathan Majors, I've told you, nothing will make me happier if starting from right now, every single Marvel movie that comes out has Jonathan Majors play a different character who's either the big bad a small bad or just some random bystander but you're like ah it's kang i want them to have replaced uh uh, stan lee with kang yeah for the next like four years of marvel movies i just want everything to be like and there's kang like i want i want to go back and find kang in all in she hulk i i just whatever they I don't know what they got for Jonathan Majors, but he's phenomenal at what he does, and like they, they he's gonna do it better, dude. He was in one episode of Loki, and that episode made me forget the previous episodes of Loki. He's so good at acting; he's the best. <laughs> they didn't; they're not paying him enough. Yeah, and he's like he's clearly the bad guy. He's clearly the bad guy, but I don't think and he's gonna... the... No, let me put it this way. I don't think he's the bad guy of the story. I think he's the villain. I yeah. think that, like, the entire time, 
he's going to be on their side and like they're going to be like yeah and then they're going to leave and he's like so that's how I get out and then it's just boom Kang fucked I'm so excited for this it even in the trailer made it seem like at first he kind of appears to them as like a a good guy yeah a friend he's just like I just happen to be here in the quantum realm and I'm Kang nice to meet y'all and then I think it's just going to be yeah, like you said, oh, that's how not only do I get out, but how I also use the quantum realm to get other places to get out to, you know, so. I I am letting myself get excited for Ant-Man and the Quantum Mania, not because I give a shit about Ant-Man, just because Kang looks great. I haven't been let down by an Ant-Man movie yet. And this one just looks better. It does. It looks great. <laughs> like, like it looks like visually. it looks like they finally Visual. went to Peyton Reed and were like, "Fine, here's a budget." Like you know what I mean? Like the first time it was Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright did most of the movie, and then Peyton Reed filled in at the end. Um, but like the first one did not have a budget. They're like, "You're gonna have some CGI ants." And then 99.9% of this is going to be voice acting. Because that's what most of Ant-Man was. was just, oh my god. Like, it was all voice acting. And then Ant-Man 2, they're like, all right, cool. We're going to, you could film on location. That was it. That was what they gave him. You could do a couple of scenes in San Francisco. Like, just literally, but literally a couple. And the rest of the time, there's going to be a house, right? And then there's gonna be one a one room laboratory. Lab. Yeah, one room yeah. lab. You get one room, one room in a lab and a house. And then we're gonna look at the lab from another angle for the kidnapping part for ghosts. Like it's just the same lab. They just like we're gonna take it from the other side. No one will know it's coming. Uh, they they they're like here. This movie. They're like, all right, man what do you want to do? And they're like, let's do this. And they're like, all right, well, this is kind of setting up the entirety of the next phase. So, so it like, matters. We're going to triple your budget. He's like $3 million. And they're like, fuck. Okay. Sorry. Here's, here's like, <laughs> like, we didn't realize that we paid you nothing to do this the first two times. And you came up with not dog shit. Uh, again, I, I don't think they're amazing. Um, I mean, the first two Ant movie, Ant Man movies, kind of filled as like filler movies in between whatever was happening with the other actual heroes, and then like the big bad Avengers movie that came after them. Because I think what was it, Ant Man came out either right before or right after Age of Ultron, and then um, Ant Man Two came out, you know, right before. Uh, and or Infinity War, so yeah, they, and they all they, the previous, but that's it. Ant Man, it's so fucking cool because that's literally how the comics end up going too. Where like Ant Man is the, I I swear to you, and I, I, listen, listeners, guys who know me, you've heard me say this before. I fucking hate how they ruined Ultron because Ultron 
was so much more terrifying than that movie made him out to be. And mm-hmm. that movie did a good job. But, like, he won somehow. I, and a lot of the reason why Ultron is so fucked is because his father is Hank Pym. And now that you've seen what they've written for Hank Pym, you'd be like, no, that makes sense. I see it too. Like, they could have fixed... Oh, my God. Age of Ultron could have been the best. I already didn't not like it. I know a lot of people didn't like it. But holy shit. Ah. Kang. Oh, I'm uh, goosebumps, man. I know it sounds stupid, but like, yeah, I could still like be moved by a Marvel thing. Kang is a fucking dope character. Ant-Man has consistently been a reasonable like viewing experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it, it that's I think they do a good mix of humor in the Ant-Man movies. They're not. um I think that's just because they do have the benefit of having Paul Rudd at the helm of them, you know, so. Yeah. Like, and, uh, who they. Because he's cast, capable. Who uh, they cast to play uh, Cassie? It's it's the chick from uh, Big Little Lies, right? I Oh, I have no idea. She's in. I, I don't know. She's like mid late 20s or something like that. I fucking. Yeah. I always forget who she is. She is incredibly fucking cute. Like, um, like they they they're like, oh, okay, cool. We're gonna bring in this this cute chick to play Cassie. I'm like, dude, they locked her in for a while. Like, I know for a fact that th- like this chick's gonna be around for a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're so. like, okay, but I don't. Th- I really still don't think they're ever gonna do a like a Young Avengers. But I do think they would have Young Avengers in another Avengers movie. There's no reason to dedicate. Like, please remember, uh. And I just want everyone to kind of like hear this from this perspective in case you ever end up in the, on the other side of this conversation. If anybody ever tells you they're marketing to kids, just remember that no, f- when you were a kid, right? Whoever you were, you didn't watch kids be superheroes. You know what I mean? Like you didn't fucking, like you might've watched like teenagers or, or, like, young adults. Again, nobody imagined being 50-year-old fucking hero. But, like, you didn't watch people your age be fucking heroes. You didn't look up to people who could do what you do now. You looked up to people who you wanted to be like when you grew up. And that's what made you a fan for fucking life. Nobody is going to give a god fucking damn about the young fucking Avengers if you're a kid. It's not going to help anyone resonate. It's not going to help children. It's not going to help teenagers. None of that matters. And that's something that comic books have been struggling with for decades. Why do you think Robin sucks? Because nobody wants to be Robin. You know what I mean? Like, don't... They're they're good avenues, and they're good for storytelling because those characters will eventually grow up. Squirrel Girl will eventually not be a fucking... Well, she actually digressed to a teenager. America Chavez will eventually be in her fucking 20s. They will eventually be 
full-fledged fucking heroes. Like so we see in get... Thunderbolts, uh, the comic we yeah. see in America Chavez. Yeah. yeah. When you get older, you get better. There are no cool kids superheroes. Like that's not a thing that fucking happens. Look at Sprite. She just looks like a kid, and she still sucks. See? Um, so I don't... I don't know, man. I do... Wait. They're making another Shazam movie? Yeah. Why? Did the nobody Shazam? tell them that Black Adam sucked? Uh, No, the Shazam movie's been in the works for a while. Like, it just got pushed back. Um, it was supposed to release this year, I think, even. But uh, apparently Warner Brothers only has the, uh, the budget to release two movies a year, and they chose Black Adam as one of them this year. So uh, I got a little piece of information on my Discord from a friend that I was like, uh, I don't know if I should say it. But apparently, uh, with the exception of... Uh, specifically She-Hulk and Winter Soldier. Those are the two that they are mentioned. Everything in Phase 4 is going to be revealed as a manipulation by Kang. Um, I'm trying to think of Phase everything, uh, And of course, uh, I'm assuming we're including um what if because that's already bullshit no oh, every uh, everything in the entirety of phase four tv shows obviously loki's in there too uh because lo- obviously that. loki yeah uh but everything um, in phase four including moon knight and werewolf by night were all manipulations by kang and that mm-hmm. the uh the uh that chick the fucking what's it called chick the countess? Uh, the, no, 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 no. Yes, but no. Um, the the clock lady. Oh, uh, Miss Minute. Yeah, she didn't work for He Who Remains. She worked for another Kang the entire time. Oh yeah, she because she was she had that one like really terrifying yeah, part at the end of Loki. Uh, Loki. Um, yeah. I, there are definitely some things I can see as manipulations. Like it's going to be hard to see something like, um, what is it like? Uh, Black Widow, which I guess tech, it was in Phase Four, but it doesn't take place during Phase Black Four timeline. Black Widow is not a Phase Four movie. Yeah, um, but like Thor, I, it's going to be hard to see how like Thor was. I don't you know, love I don't know. That's not what worries me. What worries me is how they're going to retroactively make the Eternals not suck. That's oh, what I want to... Yeah. How are you going to try to make me not hate that goddamn fucking movie? We'll see. Uh, there, There's a lot writing on Ant-Man and Quantumania. Because uh, they, they have to come out of the gates strong like they're already at a disadvantage and i say disadvantage like with quotation marks um by being an ant-man movie which is like we said kind of typically not had to carry a lot of weight of the mcu but kicking off 
the multiverse saga and the first movie coming out of phase, you know, coming out of phase four into phase five after people been pretty disappointed um, to borderline upset with phase four. There's, there's a lot. So I don't want my expectations to be high, but I do have to kind of set them high just because of that. So the first trailer looks like a step in the right direction, at least. I mean, So I think that that about does it for everything we've got. Oh, uh, one last thing. A couple comments on some game yeah. stuff. Uh, I was going to say, snack, buy your, right? uh, one last thing, buy your uh, Black Panther Heelys so that you can just you know, <laughs> roll into yeah. the theater. I saw the Black Panther Heelys. Now, I know we promised a conversation about Darkhawk, but we really kind of have to save that for Vinny. Yeah. It's uh, as much it, his baby as ours. Uh, so he's the dark hawk expert too so you know yeah yeah it's really hard we we have some more work on it but without Vinny, it kind of feels empty um mm-hmm. here's one thing uh in the games and stuff a couple of games from ea were announced which of course are dog shit don't even worry about them they're not going to be playable you're going to have a good time without thinking about it that's not saying that ea doesn't make good games i'm just saying ea sucks um marvel snap those who don't know, oh yeah, I played Marvel Snap in the beta. Um, it is a fun game, in like fifteen minutes a day, maybe twenty minutes a day doses. Uh, I hope you enjoy it if you play it. Uh, it's cheap as fuck to play because there's literally nothing to buy. Uh, you can't buy anything. You can't buy cards. I mean, you can. You could spend money. It's just kind of irrelevant. Uh, it doesn't really get you much. But you can spend it. It is, it is possible. Um, it doesn't really have the bite of a competitive card game like Hearthstone or Magic or uh, uh, Runeterra. But, uh, but it also doesn't have the simplicity of like a digital, like, like phone style, like uh, Bejeweled or anything like that. So it's somewhere in between those two games. Um, if I like, If you want my honest opinion... Uh, it's not really worth your time. You'll play it for like maybe a month maximum, and then you'll be like, "Yeah, I I don't really fucking care anymore," because they never really fixed the the longevity issues with that game, in my opinion. But you know, like, I still have it installed on my phone. I've played it maybe once a week for the last two weeks since it went live. Um, I'm I, maybe twice a week. I, I I really don't know. But uh, if you're into if you're into Marvel characters, if you're into cape shit, like. It's a fine option. Uh, it's cheap because, as again, there's literally nothing to buy. Uh, and even if you do buy it, it doesn't matter. Winning doesn't matter. Neither does losing. There's no, like, like all of the... Um, all of the events that you can, like, all the, the battle pass and missions and stuff, like, very rarely do they matter if you win. They're like, get this many things or something. Uh, ranking up doesn't matter because there's no benefit to ranking up. Uh, I, I mean, 
it's fine. I don't know if Ominous has anything to, I, to add yeah, to that. Yeah, I was just letting you finish your spiel. I played it for about 15 minutes and decided that it was uh, not for me. Uh, like, the process of getting cards is fine because it represents a way to uh, be free to play in the game. Um, I did not like that I could not just buy the cards. So, like, I didn't enjoy that once I realized, oh, wait, I can't just spend money to get the cards I want to play the decks that I want. I have to play basically the tutorial deck over and over and over and over and over again until I get, you know, enough cards to even consider building a different type of deck that I was just like, I don't, this is not for me. Um, And then uh, once I, once I looked into like the strategies for like high end, like assuming once you get the cards, I was like, Oh, cool. Um, Because decks are only, I think it's what 10 cards each. I was like, Oh, there's like almost no aspect to like deck building. Um, Oh, there is a little bit. It's just, but not, I mean, like, it's very, it, very, it's very price. limited. Yeah, exactly. And price. my favorite part of, um, you know, card games is, or at least card games that involve like a deck build, a deck concept is like the deck building and like how do you tweak it to like be better and things like, and there's just not room for that. So between those two things, I'm not saying it's a bad game. I just came to the conclusion that it it wasn't for me. It wasn't something I could see myself coming back to or even really like following. Um like I I like I don't play magic anymore, but I still follow like every you know set release. I look at all the cards. I'm like, "Oh, that's neat. I would play it if I was still playing. I would play it in this type of deck and things like that." And then because that was my like what I enjoyed was the deck building and the theory crafting, and there's just not not room for that in um in Marvel Snap. So also it seemed like the the grind on to get cards was just like really repetitive in terms of like it was one of those games where it's like incentivizes you to get more games in rather than winning and i'm like well at that point what's the point of even playing games if you're not like a a competitor like a card game if you're not trying to win so it seemed like people were just trying to uh get their you know card count up so that they could keep getting more cards so that they could keep doing the same thing and eventually have prettier versions of their cards so I, uh, I'm not, I don't want to be like shitty on it because yeah, like here's one thing I want to say, here's one thing I want to say, uh, and I don't think I'm being particularly shitty on this, but, uh, I might be, I don't know, uh, because I'm a crazy person. Um, If you interact with somebody, like if you like the game, that's fine, and enjoy it. Like, please, if, yeah. if, there, if there's something you want to spend money on in the game, like I, I, it's fine. Like, there's, it's, it's fun. Uh, if you interact with somebody that is going to imply 
that this game has legs or depth, uh, that this game is, is um, as of right now, as of, you know, 11-7-2022, or whenever you're hearing this, that's around that time. Uh, that's cool. Um, I, I support that. But please, let's make it clear. Those people are not your friends. They will cost you money and waste your time. Uh, the most realistic answer to this question of like, is it good? Is like, it's kind of fun. Download it, you know, figure it out. But you'll figure out everything there is to know. There's no depth like some of the other Marvel games that are available here on your phone. Uh, it is a time sink game. It is a toilet game. And I, I mean that in the loving way of like, just go take a shit. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's got the pieces. Um, but don't, don't trust hype. It's already a quote unquote card game. So just because you're a fan of Marvel doesn't mean, like, you gotta like it. You could just be like, okay. Because uh, I think that a lot of people might end up wasting a lot of time or money playing this game if they are told, like, it's super competitive. You just don't know how to build the decks. Like, dude, I have every card. I literally have every card. I've been playing the, premium, the entire beta. I have every the premium card. strategy for the game is if you're losing just concede because it's better to then turn around and get into a new match yeah Yeah, it's to it's better to quit before you've actually lost not only because you like tony said you lose less points but then you can just turn around to get into the match to play again to then get more cards so like the point is to yeah to try to win but if you realize you can't win like just go on to the next one so like there's not like the the issue is like I said, your rating is a it, it it does not reward you in any way except uh spiritually. Like if you are the like whatever level like collection level really doesn't make a difference, but if you're in like bronze tier or or, or you know iron tier or gold tier or diamond tier or galactic tier or infinite tier there's a hundred levels if you're in any of those tiers uh congratulations like you did it uh you get your rank rewards for the season and everything like that and that's pretty cool um it really doesn't give the, the, the game doesn't fucking care like you don't get it doesn't matter it'll save you more on like gold uh that you don't need to buy because I don't know. Like I, I, it's, it's really hard to describe. Like, I think they spent a lot of good time making a very good card game for a bigger game. Does that make sense? A little bit. Yeah. This feels like, uh, what was the final fantasy eight card game? Oh, like, uh, triple triad. Yeah. Or, or, or what was the one from the Witcher? Uh, Gwent. Gwent, yeah, this feels like Gwent. Like they they made Gwent, uh, which is great. Uh, it would be a really good game inside of a game that we're playing. Uh, as far as a standalone game, 
It's got no bite, no teeth, and no legs. It'll be around forever because it costs nothing to make this game. It costs four years, and I don't know what they did with three and a half years. Um, but, the you know, oh, I know what they did. They they hired Nick Fury to do a commercial that I saw. Um because that was a there was a commercial with, with Samuel. Yeah, I, I did see year. that where he's yeah, like, you're like, taking ah, my job. I saw that. I was like, ha, 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 ha. that's ridiculous uh, <laughs> that they thought that was that good. Um, so I I don't know. I'm sorry. It sounds like I'm ragging on it. I'm, I, I still do play it. It still is fun. I'm just really afraid that like, especially because I, I used to be a content creator for Marvel Strike Force and I've seen uh, good people fall down the wrong rabbit hole of like, well, I have to buy this or I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm like, and what happens if you can't do that? I kick that. And I alliance. can't do the thing. And yeah. I can't like, do well, the thing. You, is there, can you not get another Alliance? Well, yeah, but my Alliance, I'm like, what's you makes you play for like 25 hours a week. Yeah. And you want to play for 25 hours a week. No, I want them to take us time away. So why are you actively spending money to put yourself in a situation you don't want to be in? I was a content creator for it. I was making money for doing it. I have very technically made triple my investment into that game. I'm saying technically because the, you know, like I don't have the exact number of how much uh, I spent. I have a, a general idea. I haven't looked up in a while, but I'm like, I know how much I've made from making content for it. So I, yeah. that makes sense. Right. But like, ultimately when I've seen enough people be like, Oh my God, I can't believe I spent this much money. I'd be like, yeah, you did it because you were chasing a goal that was specifically designed to be monetarily costly. Like, dude, why? Like, designed to be just me. ever outside your reach. Yeah. Like, I just know a lot of people kind of fall for that because that's, if you ever watched the South Park episode that talks about it, that's who games are marketed to. They're not marketed to people who enjoy playing games. That's not, they're marketed to gambling addicts and people who are trapped, trapped themselves inside the cycle. And like, I just don't want people getting caught inside a cycle. I don't think there's been much of a risk in this game, but you never know. So I always look out for that. Anyway, uh, that's all I got for that. Josh, any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, like uh, the same thing. I'm not ragging on the game. I just think what the game offers is not for me. If you're enjoying it, cool. I hope you continue to enjoy it and that they don't let you down. I just won't be there. <laughs> so right. you might run into me in a match. I'll assure you it's Matt playing because I have all. It's the not. Players. Yeah. Actually, that's not true. I don't have Miles because he's new and he costs money. And I'm like, no, nah, it's all right. <laughs> no, we're good. We're straight. Thanks, guys. Uh, all right. Well, that's it for our podcast this week. Uh, we have already talked about what we're going to be doing next week. And then, of course, the in-between. Uh, we look forward to doing the extra report. And if you guys are interested in that, that's great. Uh, we are coming up on the end of this season, which means we'll have a slightly different format going into the next season. We're learning. We're doing our best. If you guys have any feedback for us, you know how to get in touch with us. You know my Discord, Tony Scangilli. You know my YouTube. You know everything about me. You obviously know my that and of course you can get through josh by just messaging me and then saying josh instead of tony which will do yeah. the exact same thing uh so uh have a good night guys have a great day josh you want to say anything bye-bye everyone bye-bye until next week on marvel